show may contain naughty language and explicit content. You have been warned. Welcome to Facehammer, an Age of Sigmar podcast. Bringing you product reviews, news from the UK tournament scene, as well as some pro hobby tips. So stay tuned and get ready for some hammer to your face. Welcome to Facehammer, episode 80. It's me, Russ the Face Feel, and I'm joined by Byron Brian Order Ord. Hello. Does that work? I think that worked. Yeah, I think that does work. About the bleak reference to your uh, previous previous fame. Well, I was in golden years, now I'm in my silver years, so that's fine. <laughs> You're in the silvers. Took, yeah, took, right. a, took a year out and I got one worse. <laughs> Literally, like, heat three, second, final second, comparison to heat three. No, heat one, first, and final first. I don't know what's going on. I need I need to start playing again. I, I, feel, <laughs> like, I feel like I has been. I mean, to be fair, if people are going to carry on being absolute no-brainer Egypts and running stupid stuff like Slanesh, I'm going to, like, it's, it was a gobble fest for, uh, for me, like, so many of the armies. Well, you I, obviously went to a different event than me. It was a gobble fest. I didn't, I didn't really, uh, I didn't really were, get um, a single blowjob that weekend. You were a few, <laughs> a few, like, a few, was a few, few rows down, away. right? Yeah, you were, you were, like, literally, like, a, like, a one in ten away from, away from several gobbles weren't you I against did, hard I, armies as well i know it was it was like i just why did i have to like hit steve and then ben savart back to back i wanted to like just sneak in and just start taking sunesh off the table yep um yeah i um was, uh, i faced one sunesh it was yummy, <laughs> <laughs> yummy. Um, but yeah so basically that yeah that's that's the reason for the finish is an assessment of the scene and people are taking um, I'm going to use the word derpy, like just no brainer, derpy, incredibly min max. This generates X more, whatever's like it. Skaven is just stupid good still. Um, I don't know. They, 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 they're waning a bit, aren't they? I, I just think like people always say this and have this discussion, but I think it's just they're not waning. It's just when they're immediately new, people don't know how to deal with them, and then people know how to deal with them more, both in terms of a raw lists and playstyle perspective. But also they're they're not the hardest thing, and a lot of the people who are smashing face with them are going to pick up something newer and more like less known by other people to smash face with now if they are like cutting-edge gamers. If you wanna, mm. you wanna I think as well, that. like when a list is in like the hype mode, it puts a lot of people off playing it. Yeah, this show is obviously the last weekend's just gone by, and those who are into Age of Sigmar won't have escaped you that two battle tomes dropped on one day. What is that? It's too, like one of them is which we're going to talk about is so overwhelmingly complex and flexible as well that I genuinely think bone splitters are just barely going to get mentioned. Well, yeah, I kind of agree with you, but I I think they were a diamond in the rough, so to speak. Um, And and actually, like in a weird way, uh, I I think people who collect those armies are going to kind of be happy about that because you're not going to get the the like the the 
the latch of all these top players going onto the Iron Jaws and Bone Splitters book yeah. or the Oracle War Clans book, as it's called now, because they've all got another thing to look at, and then they'll be like, oh, well, they're, they're not going to collect my army, so it kind of still feels a little bit special. Because yeah. let's be honest, people who've been playing Iron Jaws since the beginning, it's got a little special place in their heart, hasn't it? Yeah. So I, I think um, maybe they'll be happy about that. I don't know. Um, they're not been doing badly either in the current scene. No. Like, pig, pigging it across the table and ruffle stomping people is a legit strategy. Yeah, and I, I, I mean, actually, for me, I've always wanted to do an Iron Jaws army, and I've, I've had one, I've sold one, um, and I'm really tempted to do a quick-to-table Iron Jaws force. Oh, the models fun. are so bloody good. Because the like, models they are amazing. nuts good. One of the best ranges in all of AOS. I love, I love the cabbage. cabbage I know it's so, not a cabbage, but I love it. It's grumpy cabbage, and it's anyone an amazing who says model. otherwise is wrong. And Just I love like the Lord angles. Is a chicken. The angles on it. They're brilliant. Oh, it's so good. I'm it's like, just I'm looking... so squat and self-contained on its base, and whatever you do with it, it just looks right, I think. Yeah, so I, I am tempted, but um, I think it would be something for later on if I if I actually have the capacity to play it. I need to downsize my collection a little bit, so I'm probably going to sell my Sunesh. Um, if people are interested, let me know. Um, because basically, they're, they're good. I can't... Well, they're good, and I like them, but the, for me, they're too fragile. Like I quite like stuff that feels like a little bit more um, tough. Like so, I quite like the corn. You've got the tricksy element. You can do some of the combat tricks, it, but it's a lot harder to pull stuff off. And they are they do have tanky units. Yeah. Um, plus, I mean, they, they are just a lot of fun. I mean, yeah. I I, just, I, I, corn, I do legit love playing with them. Um, I'm not. I don't enjoy playing Sunesh, but I think for me, it's like I I can only. I physically can only play so many armies because I'm one person. So it kind of feels a little bit excessive that I haven't got my Nurgle out for like since Adepticon and I haven't like touched my Beast Claw since Blood and Glory like three years ago and I haven't like, you know, really touched my Nighthaunt or and I haven't touched my Arcanauts from like two years ago at, at Eggs. Yep. So it's like it's great having these armies, but honestly, I'm I can't play them all. So yeah. Is it because you're being more healthy now? Is the idea of having that much cake and eating it with Sunesh too much for you? Um, I I don't know. It's just it, I literally just don't have the. I've got too much stuff, and it's like, well, I need that's to just, one that's going to go. It just needs to go, really. And I did it for ETC, and it was cool. And but it's not like I've got my heart in it. Um, yeah. And I want to do like a top end army. So obviously, with Bone Reapers coming, um, and those new models, I like, know. Brief, oh. brief mention, like that's good. Some of the other stuff, I'm like, meh, lukewarm on slash not, don't care whatsoever. Visually, yeah. those whatever I call them, spiky Vanguard dudes, they look bloody amazing. Yeah, they got the horse guys. Yeah, I, I don't use the proper names in case they haven't actually leaked those. I don't know leaked, but I don't follow any of the stuff, so I don't know if they so, have or not. So um, I can't but say. yeah, literally. So excited for that book. I'm oh, I'm in a little armor. bit of limbo. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. I'm in a little bit of limbo <laughs> waiting for it. So I was going to buy an Iron Jaws army last weekend to tide me over like a weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I'll let me just paint a whole new army in four weeks for Blood and Glory just to tide me over. But I mean, like, you could do it with 25 models. That's the massive temptation, isn't it? I know, and that's why it's so models. tempting. It's like two more crushes and some brutes, job done. But no, uh, we're not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm going to be strong. 
I had all that credit just burning a hole in my eye, just like <laughs> the element, just like by me. I'm like, no, I'm going to be strong. Um, so yeah, literally. I'll tell you uh, awesome. what I'll sort you out. How about talking about the type of stupid list that I'm going to make now that Cities of Sigmar has been released? That'll just that'll be a com- that's like when you go for sushi and you eat so much they give you ginger just to try and clear the taste out of your mouth. I'll, <laughs> I'll speak about my janky weird list that I'm thinking of so much. You're like, all right, I'm fine with waiting. You've disgusted there is, me. There is no danger that I'm gonna that I'm not. I'm definitely not gonna do a Cities of Sigmar army. Yeah, I don't think it's your bag. Is I it? am. It's not. Although I've dabbled in order and I, I've got my high elf army from back in the wild west and stuff, they've not particularly got much love in it, though, have they? Like, there's, no. there's not there's basically like Phoenix Guard and some Shadow Warriors. And luckily, uh, I do have twenty Shadow Warriors and thirty Phoenix Guard, oh. plus a Phoenix plus a Dragon. So there is stuff I could use, but it's like it's not really my thing. Yeah. Um, I'm uh. and and to be honest, I. I I like the concept of it. So, obviously, spoiler, not really. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're going to talk about Cities of Sigmar today. Um, now, before we get into the show, and people probably listen to our previous reviews of products and thinking, great, you're going to read every word in the book at us. No, not going to do that. There is too much in this book. Um, and actually, we it's don't probably have not that interesting. We're not going to do, do it justice either at this point. Like, maybe it's, well, perhaps we do like a. Uh, we're now more knowledgeable about this show, but it's more likely that it just comes up as it surfaces what is going on because there are too many possible. I mean, like we'll get into this when we start talking about the list we're thinking of. Um, we're hoping Tom Morty's going to pop on and join us in a bit, and then between us, we'll have like a I've been thinking of lists like this, or this war scroll looks interesting, or whatever. But the like, and I will. It's basically every time I hear something that I just think is ridiculous, I'm going to tell you to put it in the bin. Okay. Um, in honour of 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 Luke Morton, <laughs> you're gonna, get, and the you're gonna sound can. like a broken record by the end. Of I it. am. That's the problem. Um, no, I'm I'm joking. Um, so in all seriousness, um, Cities of Sigma is the new battle tome, which basically goes all that old order stuff. We're gonna make it cool, and it follows a lot of stuff that was in the campaign setting that um they did, which where they had the cities and they did the. Into the law, I'm trying to remember the name of it. Was it? It wasn't Malign Portents, was it? It was something else. Not Firestorm or <clears throat> Firestorm was the campaign box, but um, anyway, like the War of the Realms or something like that. It was the one before it, wasn't it? Wrong it was. Wrong game was. I think or maybe that was the narrative books. We You're don't do narrative on Facehammer. I'm really sorry. I'm going to um, say a, a little note for the narrative now. I like the only part of the hobby that isn't to do with painting things pretty colors that is I regard as narrative that I've ever really engaged in was I loved the, I read quite a lot of the black library books in like, while I was out of the hobby um, for a good, like half a decade or whatever. My only engagement was with it was like the Goshik and Felix books and um, some of the other, like the old world books. So I am really, I've got a lot of love for this stuff and I do, even though it doesn't fully fit in the new world, and I respect why they made the new world, I quite like that there's now a proper excuse to see demigriff knights around and this old stuff. I think it's really cool. Yeah, don't don't get me wrong. If I had the time, and or I was younger, because when I was when I was a, a wee lad, um, I would read all the all the background, all the lore, and it got me inspired. And it kind of feels a shame I don't do that anymore. And when Age Sigma first come out. I really tried. I really tried, and some of the early books were 
really tough to read because they had about four different units they could work with, so they got very repetitive. <laughs> um, they got a lot better, um, and some of the stuff's been really cool. And I do, I do like the Age of Sigmar world, and and but I like to almost hear other people talk about it rather than read it. Yeah, and and like um, I like to read like little blurby bits, and I read like some of the maps you see and and stuff like that. I mean, it's really really cool, but I don't read the stories and like there are some people out there that notice little subtle things and pictures and 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 references and I, I, it's just not me. I don't have the headspace or the time for that, to be honest. Um, but there are other people that do that. I mean, obviously, Garage Hammer's very good at that, from what I hear. So you can check them out. And I don't listen to them very often because, again, it's not for me. And and also on that subject, um, Go Trek uh, come out, and that was a thing. Do you I'm have a particular my... opinion about it? I'm not going to give you my opinion. Um... I'm going to give you mine. Mine's right. So. Um... <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, I was going to say really inappropriate then, and I thought I'm going to have to edit that, so I didn't say it. Um, right, yeah, here's my yeah, opinion yeah, your opinion is no, fully don't correct. Um, oh, don't don't tempt me with things like that. So when things like Marathi come out, people are like, oh, it's Marathi, it's in the rules, it's fine, blah 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 blah. Um, like Gotrick gets there on his little legs. He's an absolute beat stick when he does get there. He's super destructive. He is one small model and seems to be fairly. Um, like appropriately costed in my eyes. Uh, not sure of your opinion on those points values. Um, I don't see why as many people grumbled about it as did because it's just a dude. It's just because it's got the name Gotrick. It's no different from Marathi coming out and being able to only take three wounds a phase or something. It's just something that I've got no issue with his rules, game. with his points from a balance point of view. I've got absolutely no problems with it. I don't have an issue with it from a player experience point of view i purely have an issue with it because it's like somebody who still wants to play on square bases has turned up in age of sigmar and doesn't want to get on the round base bandwagon that's basically how i feel about it and i don't i know it's completely irrational but it's just go to standing there like next to the that had an old model and now has a new model i used to love i used to love would it like be okay if he books? was six inches tall? Would that be fine? He died in the old world. That's all I'm saying, right? <laughs> he died in the old world. Leave him there, right? If I I've got to let my Tomb Kings go, and it does come back to Tomb Kings, I'm sorry. Uh, Tomb Kings are at the grand final. If I've got to let... Don't even get me started. If I've got to let my Tomb <laughs> Kings go, if I've got to let Setra go, if I've got to let all that go, then Gotrek can stay there as well. That's And if you're going to bring him back, where the fuck is Felix? I I would love her to be a Felix. Like I've I've read those books and I just think with modern sculpting and how incredible everything is they bring out. Oh, the Gotrek model's baller as well. He should have a Felix with him, even if he's like a I don't know, like the Gaunt Summoner has like familiars and they're basically rune counts or whatever. I think it was a missed opportunity. I'd love to see like a badass like running in with because he had that two handed sword. I'd love to see like a running in with sword above head swoopy. Swishy cloak, awesome model. Oh, I'm just surprised they haven't brought out a Stormcast model that's Felix reincarnated or something. Cool. Don't do it, okay? Fine, you're thinking Russ would It's going to rage me. <laughs> Don't do it. All right. No, in all seriousness, each to their own. I just think narrative, fill your boots if you want to play that. I, I For me, it just it just leaves me cold. It kind of it breaks my immersion of Age of Sigmar. Got you. That makes sense. Does that make sense? Because... I'm not. I'm not saying I like the model. I think the model's cool. I, I think 
I I like Gotrek. I mean, I've, I I used to look, read those books. I think he's cool. I like dwarfs in the old world. I used to collect them. I but for me, him turning up in AOS just doesn't make sense in my head. This is a hilarious segue when we're about to cover all the shit we're about to cover in the Cities of Sigmob. <laughs> yeah, and and like I kind of anyway, go tricks out if you want to get him. Feel free. He's quite cool. Uh, also, we released and reworld our Phoenix Temple, like Wanderers, Dark Elves, and whatever, all with their new fancy names and a billion new rules. Yeah, and uh, let's get into the book review. Otherwise, we'll be here all night talking cool. about. Those of you at home, we are starting on page sixty-three. If you'd like to turn in your battle tome to the allegiance abilities, yes. Uh, <laughs> for those following at home, so what we're going to do, we will talk about the cities. We'll talk about overview, how it works, and how you pick your army, because uh, that's quite important. Yeah. If you don't know anything about the army. When Tom comes on, we're going to talk about some of the cooler scrolls that we think have changed or or will feature uh, quite heavily in some of the competitive lists. And we'll talk about uh, the general, um, some list ideas, um, and, and just talk about some of the combinations you can do. We're not going to cover everything. We're not going to come up with the most competitive army out there. Not I yet, know anyway. Tom's gone deep deep diving into the book. I've, I've barely scratched the surface of it and I, I wasn't one of the people on the project when it was playtested. So it doesn't it doesn't do it for me, so I haven't spent a lot of time on it. Um, obviously, Byron, you've played Mixed Order for years and it was... I've always been of, a wank bag with this stuff. So. <laughs> you've, been, you've, <laughs> you've, uh, you've, you've basically used many, many wolves with elves sat on top to represent many, many units. So I mean, now there's some super now there's more cavalry. units they They're going to be making a return. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I was looking at the Wild Riders, and that really excited me because I yep. uh, I was putting together the Beast Grave set, and um, there's a Wild Rider dude in there who's cool as fuck. Really? That model. Oh, oh, it's amazing! That model is like the best. Uh, you almost want to buy five of it to have a unit of him. Oh, sweet! He's the most cooler <laughs> model. <clears throat> and I was like, okay, cool. Um, that's a cool model. And I was reading, the, and I went, oh, Wild Riders, what they're like now? And I was like, mur, mur, what? They're now actually viable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I could, I could see a Wanderer's army getting a bit excited. And that's just mm-hmm. good. It's a good thing. Yeah. So, how does one go about building an army of Cities of Sigmar then? Well, this might seem straightforward. It, but isn't. it isn't. So, you basically have your strongholds of order. So, when you choose a Cities of Sigmar army, you must give it a Cities of Sigmar city, and all Cities of Sigmar units, keyword bold, gain that keyword, unless they've already got one. So some units will have a keyword on their scroll and they don't gain the other cities. So you've got Hammerhall, the Living City, Greywater Fastness, the Phoenician, Anvil Guard, Hallowheart, and Tempest Eye. Obviously some of these were in the Firestorm campaign book, so they will look very familiar to you. So they also have some other rules. So you have amplified sorceries. So if a Cities of Sigmar wizard casts an endless spell, they count as being empowered by the realm. So some have got like, for example, empowered by Ashki. It will have on the scroll. You automatically get the enhanced effect. So that means, for example, the spell portals, you can set them up anywhere on the table because that's the empowered effect from uh, Shadow. Which is obviously so, 
pretty broken. There are some little subtleties, though, like Quicksilver Swords, instead of rolling 12 dice and 5 pluses and mortal wounds, it's now 15 or something. So mm. there's, there's a few things that have just got slightly more, like, not big groundbreaking changes, but actually that that you're pushing your averages way better towards it being a super useful spell at that point. Yeah, and some get to move further, some heal better, so like the Emerald Life Swarm heals more effectively. And what that basically means is that you get to... Um, you get the effect of that spell when it's cast by that wizard. So basically, it just becomes a more empowered version because they've they've got this kind of college arcanum knowledge where they, they know how to manipulate these things better. That's the, the background bit. There. So what about in the next turn or like in a couple of turns when your opponent moves Emerald Life Swarm, do they get it too? Yes, because it's the empowered version of the spell. Okay. So... Also worth noting, <laughs> right? Like, yeah, I was oh, just thinking in my head, would it count only when you activate it? But no, it's when you cast it. So the casted version is the empowered one. Yeah, it's like, oh, cool, this will heal all my guys. And then if you have to take a priority that you were thinking of giving away, suddenly you could be playing against someone with three stone horns and they all got D6 wounds back or something, which would be awful. Yeah, so, um, it'd be pretty yeah. scary, wouldn't it? Um, or, or that Snesh player. that yeah. They need some help, right? <laughs> yeah they're just not doing anything right now um and then you've got the warriors of the realms uh so basically some of the cities have got specific realms they must be from because the city is a place right it's somewhere so you can't if you want to use like the artifacts of ashki you'd have to be in and i'm gonna get this wrong maybe hammerhall i think is ashki but basically you have to use that city because it's on the border of those two places so quite a cool idea that you're restricted in the magic items you can select based on your city. Yeah, you you end like you read it and you think it, it is cool. This is cool, this is cool, this is cool. But what you end up with actually is like three different things to refer to or consider as you're making your choices going throughout it. Because you could be like, oh, well, I've got this really cool idea, but my, my dragon needs to wear a ethereal amulet. But you might then select, like, I don't know, you want an army that isn't from that realm because of grey water fastness or phoenix come or whatever and um then you you have to make a decision or a concession like actually okay well i don't want that move at the start of the game or whatever it is i really need that amulet or the amulet isn't worth it enough for me i want the other one yeah exactly and and it might make you it might restrict some of the things you want to take um, like, oh, I really want a doppelganger, but I can't take it because I'm this city and I'm in this realm and stuff like that. So it, it may, it kind of is a little bit of restriction, but um, I think Don't it's quite worry, appropriate. always mixed order. <laughs> Don't <laughs> leave them alone. Put them in the bin. Um, that's one. Put it in the bin, two. Um, when you choose a uh, general uh, who's got six or less uh, wounds of six or less, you can pick one for any unit to be their retinue. So you've got this honored retinue rule. So basically it means you can bounce wounds um, off the general to the unit if they're within three on a four plus. Like so a it's like a necromancer, yeah, exactly that. that. Or the fire slayers one with the uh, shooty pike dudes. Yeah, so it's a way of protecting a, a lower wound hero who's your general. So you quite cool. look out, sir, that makes them pretty tanky. Um, and if your opponent doesn't have a way to do more wounds to things, it can, it can really make stuff like as good as indestructible so pretty powerful yeah but it, it deflects mortal wounds as well so oh, does it yeah wound or mortal wound so yeah it's still pretty good it's the same as the necro it just allows you to 
to, to basically double your wound characteristic in a, in a sense. Um, useful. Then you've got the general's adjutant. So basically, if you've got a a general who has wounds of six or less, you could pick a friendly hero to be the adjutant. Adjutant. I'm going to say it wrong every time. This hero <laughs> must also have a wounds characteristic of six or less. Um, and they get the wise council rule. So at the start of the hero phase, if your general is within three of the adjutant, that's probably right now, roll a mm-hmm. dice on a four plus, you get an extra command point. That's well good. Yeah, it's good, but you've got to have a gen- two characters. One's got to be a general. They've both got to have six wounds or less. And they've got to be within three of each other. It's not nearly as reliable as like the goblins who just poop out command points for fun, for yeah. example. And, and like, so it's good, but... It's a bit situational, and it is on a 4+. plus. I know from running my blister skin how often the Eye of Hish doesn't actually give me a command point. Final rule in the battle trait section. is the Storm Keeps, uh, one in four units can be a Stormcast Eternal unit, and they gain the Cities of Sigmar keyword and the City keyword. So obviously you can mix in Stormcast as much as you like because they're Stormcast, but if you want them to be benefiting wholesale from all the fancy doodads and whatsits that you've got in your army, they need to be that. That's actually pretty restrictive. Like, if you want them to be joining in on the fun, it's very unlikely you're going to have more than... I mean, it's probably going to be one, generally speaking, isn't it? Like, one or two max. Of what, sorry? Stormcast? Yeah, the Stormcast units. Yeah, because you need... It's one in every four. But, I mean, there's not many armies that have 12. Depends how many um, Scourge Runner chariots (laughs) you run. I mean... If you run, if you run ten scourge runners, then that's quite a lot of stormcast units. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe the gyro make... bombers. There's plenty of cheap units in here that you could. You guys are going to notice the theme. <laughs> yeah, uh, elementgames.com. Um, now okay, we can now sell direct only stuff. I know, so. it's not like, well, like There you go. Get your orders cool. in. Um, so then I think we <laughs> talk about the uh, cities themselves so hammerhall yeah okay so it can be either from akshi or guren um that is fire or life so at the start of your hero phases uh roll a dice for each friendly hammerhall unit that includes any standard bearers for each six uh you receive an extra command point so certain armies that that's like you just if you if you're going for the adjutant thing as well you're actually like you're not that far away from being a pretty reliable farming source of points there like three four units is when that's going to start making a difference um magister of hammerhall if your army includes aventus firestrike and he is your general at the start of your first hero phase you receive one extra command point guaranteed pretty tasty do not take battle shock tests for hammerhall that are wholly within your territory like useful um Commandability, righteous purpose. If you use this commandability at the end of the hop, at the end of the combat phase, um, if you do so, pick one friendly unit wholly within enemy territory. So already a few restrictions there. Wholly within twelve of a hammerhall hero and within three of an enemy unit, uh, that friendly unit can fight. Cool. You can only use it once a phase. That is, um, there's restrictions there because that's really powerful. Yeah, I mean, it, it's strange as well because it's at the end of the phase. Yeah. So as an opponent to that, you'd have to think, do I take my casualties off to pull you out of free, but then that might take me off the objective? Yeah. And typically when you're stood in objective, you take the models on not within range and leave your models there. So it's very good. I mean, again, it's only in the enemy territory. Yeah. It, so, also, it also puts you in a position where if 
you don't win the turn roll, you might have uh, you might have locked that unit out of combat so they can go and scare something else rather than pinning yeah. them. So it gives your opponent a, a bit of a uh, conundrum quite often. Um, none of that seems game-breaking. A lot to do with command points. So obviously if you if you have a strategy built around that, that's going to be a thing. Um, Akshi and Gairan, they've both got some useful items in them. Um, yeah, I mean, things like the Thermal Rider Cloak, um, you know, the the thing of Volterex with the four up save and then you've got um yeah, I think the the sword in Gyron which is a plus one a hit plus one a wound and yeah a few other things. Yeah. Um so not not awful place to be. Yeah. Um, there's um nothing like this I don't know about you but the stuff I'd see as powerful when I'm reading these anything to do with movement, badass, um making things more flexible, that's always really good. And then just kind of brute like reliability like so things get to reroll charges or plus to charge distance or um plus to spells anything like that you get some command traits as well so uh oh what's that that's not academy that's... prodigy yeah these are the traits the for the general for the general so there's only three to choose from add one to the attacks characteristic of this general's melee weapons so all of them that's pretty good in addition, at the start of the battle, you receive one extra command point. Solid. Um, you'd better have somewhere to spend your command points if you're playing Hamlet. Yeah. Otherwise, you're really cocked up. You can reroll uh, wound rolls. This is the next one. But at the 12, you can reroll wound rolls of one for attacks made with melee weapons whole, uh, by friendly hammer hole units wholly within 12 of this general. Um, I mean, that's, that's quite a large bubble, but wound rolls is, is fairly restrictive. Um, I still think that's good. I mean, re-roll ones to wound. It's it's very hard to get re-rolls on the wound roll. I was so, just going to say, attacks are generally the ones where you get Because you can use a command point for attacks. You can't use it for wound rolls. Um, aggressive general, uh, add one to hit rolls for attacks made by melee weapons by friendly hammer hole units that are wholly within 12 of this general if he made a charge move in the same turn. So there's an if in there. Um, yeah. And you can re-roll ones anyway, and you should be shooting out command points left, right, and center if you're playing this. So not so useful for the yeah. reroll ones rather than... I know it's it, adding one is good, but um, now with the fixing of six pluses being natural sixes, do you find that stuff less useful? Um, no, still it still means you get more more hits through. I mean, you could spend a command point as well and have plus one to hit and reroll ones. I mean, suddenly you're unit that hits on a four is now hitting on threes re-rolling ones makes a huge difference in the odds um or even if they hit on threes they hit on twos re-rolling ones it basically means everything's going through um you only have to look at some of the units in this book they roll a lot of dice for not a lot of effect so um getting the first roll out of the way that you get everything hits is massive yeah it seems already having just read the one it seems like it's definitely you have to have to pick a direction for your army and that's where you're going. So, yeah, and uh, I think it's you'd have to charge with that general as well. So that that's probably the biggest restriction there. And I think that's why I like the Blood of the Twelve or the Prodigy over that one, to be honest. Yeah. Um, artifacts of power, um, Hammer Hall heroes only. So not your general. Um, add one to save rolls for attacks. A uh, general could take them, yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. It's uh, artifact, add, yeah. Add one for save rolls uh, for attacks that target the bearer. I mean, super solid. Uh, pick one of the bearer's melee weapons. Improve the rend by one. In addition, while he's within six of an objective marker, add one to the damage inflicted by attacks made with that weapon. Just solid. Um, 
Twin stone, oh god, that's quite a lot. You can infuse an <laughs> artifact in each of your hero phases. If you do so, pick Akshi or Gyron Aspect. Akshi, add one to hit rolls for attacks made with melee weapons uh, by friendly hammer hoy units within 12 of the bearer. Gyron, roll one dice for each friendly hammer hoy unit wholly within 12 of the bearer. On a 4+, plus, you can heal up to D3 wounds allocated to that unit. So useful on units that have more than one wound. Um, oh yeah, that's really good. Yeah, that, I mean, it's flexible, right? Having an option is good. And, and it's not first, once per game, it's every turn. Yeah, you get a choice. Um, um, that's that's standout for me out of, the, out of those. Yeah, um, definitely. Spells. Um, so these three wizards, obviously. Wings of Fire, cast my six. Pick one friendly unit that is visible to the caster. No range restrictions. Add one to the run and charge rolls that unit to the salt in the next phase. In addition, the unit can fly. So not crazy, but flying is super. But that's more of a subtle one, I think. Like being able to fly is mega, especially if you've got a large movement value, um, and it's giving you slightly more reliable charges as well. Obviously, if any of your units can run and charge, they're getting to benefit twice, and they're getting to fly whilst doing so, which is super powerful. Cinder uh, Cloud cast on a seven. If successfully cast, subtract one from hit rolls for attacks that target friendly units wholly within nine of the caster. Not seen if not sure if we've seen an effect like that. I think there's one in the Gits book. Solid. That does the same thing, but yeah, that that's awesome. That wholly within, but eighteen inches as a bubble gives you a pretty um, decent thing. And obviously, if your base is sideways and you're on a horsey or something, that's in that's uh, expanded quite a bit. Twin Tail Comet cast it when you're seven. If successfully fast pick one enemy unit, then 18 D3 mortal wounds if it has 10 or more models D6 wounds instead. Yeah, so it's basically fireball, right? Yeah, pretty solid. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Do you want to do Living City? Yeah, I did the Living one. So, Gyron, uh, again. The Viridian Shield. Um, so, you must be from Gyron, because, you know, there you go. The City Wargroves. So uh, you can include Sylvaneth units. One in every four can be a Sylvaneth unit. They gain the City's Sigmar keyword and the Living City key- keyword. So Sylvaneth and Stormcast in this one, if you want. <coughs> you have um, Hunters of the Hidden Paths. Instead of setting up the Living City unit on the battlefield, you place it to one side, say it's set up in the Hidden Paths. Uh, you can set one reserve unit on the hidden pass for each living city on unit on the battlefield. The end of your movement phase, you can set one or more of these units on the battlefield, hold within six of the edge, and more nine from any enemy units. Any reserve units that aren't set up by the fourth battle round are destroyed. So you can basically use Super ambush on everything in your army. That's amazing. It's just great. Um, at the start of your hero phase, so attuned to nature, you can heal one wound allocated to every living city unit. If you take him frost hearts, that's pretty good. Yeah. And then you have the command ability strike, then melt away. So you can use this at the end of your shooting phase. Pick one friendly living city unit that's shot in that phase. That is more than nine from enemy enemy units and a hold within 18 of a hero. The unit can make a normal move. It cannot run. The unit cannot benefit from this more than once per phase. That's really good as well. <clears throat> well, yeah, because you don't have to melt away, as it suggests. You could actually use it to get closer. Mm-hmm. So if you've got like a unit of something that shoots that's decent in combat um, that you bring on from the side of the board, I think maybe 
Drakovs count as shooting with their breath weapon. Yep. Um, then that would have been my first jump nine, two. Nine away, shoot. And then you go, right, now I'm going to spend a command point. Then they can move within three, charge. There you go. Yeah, and they're tasty on the charge as well, those guys. Um, and there's lots of stuff in the book that's got like a small shooting attack, attack that allows you to use that ability. Um, you know, even if you brought 40 Corsairs on and they shot with their pistols and then you, you moved and then you charged, it's still scary. Yeah, it combos very nicely with the first and major ability with the hidden paths. Then you've got the Living City command traits. So Iron Oak Artisan, add one to save. In addition, add one to the wound rolls for attacks made by many weapons. That's good. Just just super solid. Then you've got the Forest Strider. You can run and charge in the same turn. In addition, friendly units are not affected by deadly scenery if they're holding within 12 of the general. Bit weird. But the first one is good. Yeah, I guess it's if you had Wildwoods, I guess, maybe. Yeah. Um, Druid of the Everspring Circle. The general's a wizard. He knows all the spells from the Law of Leaves instead of only one. If the general's not a wizard, they know one spell from the Law of Leaves and they can attempt to cast it in the hero phase. Then you have the Living City's Artifacts of Power. Relics of the Everspring. Spirit of the Hunt. Pick one of the bearer's many weapons, improve the rend by one. In addition, the bearer and their mount fight at the start of the combat phase if they made a charge in the same turn. The bearer cannot fight again unless an ability allows them to do so. So, strike first if you charge. Pretty tasty. Yeah, pretty good. The Deepmire Cloak. Uh, it has If the bearer has a wound of six or less, while they're in cover, they cannot be chosen to be targeted by missile weapons. If it has a wound to capture it seven or more, while they're in cover, subtract one from hit rolls. Just flat out, can't shoot me. Yeah, that's... Um, Super yeah. solid. Yeah, especially. Then you've got the Wardroth Horn. Once per battle in your hero phase, the bearer can sound the horn. If they do, to the start of your next hero phase, add one to the attacks characteristic of melee weapons used by Living City Sylvaneth units. <sighs> Bloody hell. <laughs> No, no, like, no, there's not any range restrictions no. there. Just sound the horn. We're in. Uh, there, uh, I guess there's some really sick combos you can do with Sylvaneth in this. Hello, Kernuts. Yeah. Um, Pop on from the side of the board. Um, get plus to charge from other abilities. You could do it with the endless spells from the Sylvaneth. There's a lot of stuff that gives you plus three to charge. Yeah. Um, so you could you could basically take some of the end of spells, a couple of branch witches and stuff, um, pop in some scourge runners or something. You know, I, I'm sure there's loads of lists, um, but plus one attack on all your silver nef units is is pretty sweet. Um, only so melee weapons. Just, yeah, those can like that turn with kernels could be disgusting, and they're they, like they can put up a really good defensive. Like they're, they're kind of there to do a load of damage and then plant their vines the turn they didn't charge anyway. So. It fits really nicely with how they work. Yeah, potentially. I don't. I don't think Kernoffs are that fighty anyway. Uh, in retrospect, like you're not getting. It's not like you've got lots of models that get plus one attack. You've got like no. six models, maybe like nine. They've not got multiple pro- profiles. So they, not I suppose, got multiple so profiles. I mean, it's not like Dracoths. Or... And then you look at stuff like, oh, what if I had loads of Dryads or Spike Revenants? You're like, yeah, but they're Dryads and Spike Revenants. <laughs> so it's like, was, um, so it sounds great, but. Yeah, it's okay. 
If it wasn't Sylvaneth units, it was just Living City units, it would be amazing. Yeah. Um, spell Law, uh, Life Surge. On a six, pick one model within 18, uh, heal up to D6 wounds. Really good. Uh, the Cage of Fawns, uh, on a seven. Uh, one enemy unit within 18, half their move. Uh, in addition, until the start of your next hero phase, the first time the unit moves, it takes D6 mortal wounds. That's a really nice secondary effect. That's amazing. I love that spell. Yeah. Uh, and then you've got Iron Oak Skin on a six. If successfully cast, pick one friendly unit wholly within 18 of the caster. Uh, subtract one from wound rolls for attacks that target the unit in two on next hero phase. Really good if you've got fast hearts around because they've already got minus one going on, so minus two is just... That's really... like The moment you start stacking anything like that, uh, that's a really, really solid ability. I quite, I quite like that. I think there's a lot of um, like denial movement shenanigans so it'd be good in objective play it mm-hmm. kind of brings the sylvaneth rules to an army that isn't sylvaneth but has yeah. some sylvaneth elements yeah that kind of like a float away assassin she's got stuff like the heal you've got like you can't move you've got like the you can't shoot me you've got the you know the teleporty type stuff so i think i think that's pretty good i mean it, it kind of you know, as someone who looked at the Sylvaneth battle tome and goes, mm, it's okay, but I can't see myself finding a list or finding it. Like, But if I really wanted to use Sylvaneth units, mashing it into cities and using that city would be really appealing. If you ally in the stuff, do they benefit from the rules or does it have to be... No. Okay. Because they're not going to gain the keyword. Unless it's only they're... the Stormcast that can do that. They, they do. They're not allies, though, in that. They're one yeah. in every four can be a silver yeah. unit. Yeah, I mean, so they're the only unrestricted outside source of... And then what they do with the allies, they say you can't ally silver nef in. Okay. I believe. Um, so it yes, says... right. Silver nef yeah. except in a living city army or grey water fastness army. Yeah, so it stops you of got a, a going over my cap by allying them in, yeah. and then saying where they've got the keywords so they get the keyword. Uh, before we get on to Greywater Fastness, we've just been got message that basically Mr. Mortley is about. So uh, we'll take a quick break, get him on the call, and we'll be back in a minute. And we're back from the break, and I'm joined by Mr. Mortley, the captain of Team England, officially, again. Hello. Good evening, Dean Philip. Well, well, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thanks for having and, uh, me. It's all right. We thought, as it, we're going to talk about um, Cities of Sigma, and you've been spaffing over it, it's probably a good idea to get you on to talk about it. Yeah, which is really weird, because like, if you'd have asked me like a month ago whether I was excited for the book, I probably would have said no, because it's not actually normally something that I like. But, you just um, like power, don't you? You just like winning. Not, not even necessarily power. Like a, 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 Bullshit wanky armies. It, it's, it's just like bin bag of old war scrolls. And actually, <laughs> when you read the book, there's, there's actually loads of cool stuff you can do with it. So. Yeah, there is quite a lot. Yeah. I love the fact that you're like, oh, it, it does something with endless spells, I'm in. Well, yeah, that's. Uh, I'm all in. As soon as I heard about that, it's sold. Why would I'm you what? paint 2,000-point army when you could spend 500 points on spells and only have to paint 1,500? And you can use them in lots of different armies, yeah. so then you don't have to Absolutely. paint 500 points every time. That's a good idea. To think you must have it. most of the endless spells painted up now, the generic ones, Tom. Or do you just always use the same six? No, no, I've got most of them done. To be honest, like a lot of them I originally painted when Tony Moore needed them because he was using them with Nagash. So 
he never bought malign sorcery, so I just loaned him endless spells all the time. And every time he went to a tournament, there was a new one that he needed that I hadn't painted. So, for some reason, I'm better at painting models for other people than I am at painting models for me. So, <laughs> good way that of getting done. No, whatever floats your boat. But you know, yeah. yeah, I thought it was just so you could have Les's face on a purple sun in your army. Legit. Well, I found Les's face all over the house. <laughs> Oh, that's shocking. Um, so we're just going through the city, so we'll carry on. Uh, Grey Worlds on... of Fastness? Yeah. Cool. You, um, so basically, you have to be from Gairan again. 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 Uh, Rune Lord. Which is similar to Living City, is it? I assume, given yeah. that Gairan is life, yeah. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And same with the first one as well, can be Gairan. So All right. There's a theme. Life seems to be popular amongst the uh, the order cities. It does. Life does find a way if you'd ask Laz. <laughs> um, so Rune Lord in your hero phase, one friendly grave grey water fastness Rune Lord can chant a prayer in addition to the prayers on the war scroll. On a one, the prayers are not answered, but you don't take any mortal wounds because you're not corn. And on a two plus, <laughs> the prayer is answered. Or daughters, um, don't get the bias wrong. No, it, yeah. Well, no, I meant that corn take D3. So do daughters. No, but they don't take anything because they've got a five-up rerollable ward save. Anyway, and they take one wound. Yeah, they do take just one, don't they? Oh, I've uh, played that wrong, then. <laughs> really? <laughs> have, yeah. Um, rune of unfaltering aim. Pick one friendly Iron World Arsenal war machine within three until the start of your next hero phase. Add one to hit rolls by missile weapons. Solid. On a two plus. Wow. Only one so, can do it though. I think that's cool, but then you need to have the Rune Lord. Yeah. In, and uh, and yeah. he needs to be your general. Yeah. And he's got to be within three of the war machine, right? Yeah. So I, I think I think a lot of Greywater armies and we'll get on to a few other things. I think you won't actually see the Rune Lord in there that often. I think given that a Lord Ordinator does the same job for all of your war machines. Yeah. Um I think you'll just see him instead, to be honest. And also, yeah. even if it wasn't for that, like if you could spend a hundred and whatever points on a rune lord, or you could just buy another thing, two things that hit on threes is better than one thing that hit on twos. Yeah, yeah. I suppose the thing is though, with it being war machines, that you're always capped at four. Correct. And also, so, um you don't have to be a general, just you just a rune lord. Depends so. if your war machines are riding around on the back of a chariot though, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's true. They're not war machines though, are they? Technically no, for the best. Uh, not. Um, then you've got the home of the Great Iron World Guilds. So increase the range of missile weapons by friendly Greywater fastest Iron World Arsenal units by three. Does not affect the weapon minimum range if it has one. In addition, if you are fighting a pitch battle, you can include one additional Iron World Arsenal artillery unit in your army. Okay, so you get five. Yeah. More helpful. Then you have a command ability, Salvo Fire. Uh, use this ability in your shooting phase. Pick one friendly Greywater Fastest Free Guild Hangulish unit or Iron Drake unit, hold within 12 of the hero. Add one to hit rolls made by missile weapons until the end of that phase. You can't benefit from it more than once that phase. Um, their range isn't particularly far, so that's much better at being defensive. Or do you think it's still useful aggressively? Plus one to hit on your missile weapons is still plus one to hit on your missile weapons, right? I mean, it's not awful. No, I think they range 16 or 18 or something, aren't they? What, the Iron Drakes? Yeah. Uh, I don't uh, know. I think they're, so I think they're 16 along with handgunners. Yeah. Uh, 
the Drake gun, I guess is the gun, is 16. Yeah. Yeah. Movement 4. Um, yeah. But they are freeze, freeze, run 1, damage 1. They are very good. Particularly they, if you pop them on a bridge and send them. And add them. 1 to the attacks if there's no enemy that's been free of this unit and they've not made a move. Yeah. So, same like the, two shots the each. Hand, yeah, the handgun is hitting on twos as well if they haven't moved with that buff as well. Um, the, the Great Iron Weld guilds thing, like the three inches, like a lot of the war machines have a decent range, so actually the three inches isn't that big, but where it is incredible is on gyrocopters. Right. Oh, is the steamy eight-inch gun The thing. steam gun, yeah, the one that yeah. hits every model within range from a unit. So oh, that extra three inches up to 11. Right? Yeah. That's yeah. massive. That's literally like doubling the damage capacity against a horde, isn't it? And we get the spinal yeah. tap reference. This the steam guns go up to eleven. Yeah. So I think that's the best use of the, the the extra three inches. I mean, three inches is three inches. I mean, it's not. It, it sometimes means your threat range is bigger, right? I mean, yeah. it's not an awful thing. Um, no, no. But I say you just get much better use out of it. I think on the gyros more than anything else. Yeah. Um, is it? Is it? It's just grey water fastness iron weld arsenal units, right? Yes, it's basically the artillery and the gyrocopters. I think. All oh, right. Okay. So it doesn't affect like the normal units. No, I think that'd be that'd be far too good. I think. Yeah, that. it'd be amazing, wouldn't it? You'd just be like, wow. Twenty-seven inch range crossbows. And... I was just going to say anything range twenty-four. That's absolutely massive on because it could not move and be within range first turn yeah. frequently. Okay, cool. Uh, the command traits. Uh, seat on the council. Start the hero phase. Uh, if your general's on the battlefield, roll a dice. Four plus, get a command point. There. Um, the master. You can reroll hit rolls of one made by f- missile weapons by grey water fast units holding within 12 while this general's more than three for enemy units. That's pretty good. Uh, Gourmet ranger. For any units holding within 12 can run and still shoot. That's good. Yeah. So again, the the Gourmet Ranger, I think, is is another thing for the gyrocopters. Yeah, like it's it's tough to get the general within twelve, maybe without having a weird general, but being able to run and shoot your eleven inch steam gun. You'd, you'd have to be within twelve when you shoot. Uh, can run and still shoot later in the same turn. So yeah. I would say at the start of the move. Yeah, it's got to be move, isn't it? Because it's so otherwise it it's wouldn't be later. Yeah, it's reference. But then you're not you're not wholly within twelve when you shoot, right? No, but it says friendly units with wholly within twelve of this general can run and still shoot later in the same turn. So it doesn't say uh, that ram may still shoot. So I think because it's talking about it. Uh, I think you have to be within twelve when you shoot. The way I read that. I just, I just think, think the, the the word the word later might mean something. Yeah, uh, you, you shoot oh. after you move, right? It's just later in that turn. But I think when you go to shoot, if you're not within 12, you haven't got the run and shoot. So I'm sure it'll be a thick you'd. Not, not sure on the other two. Um, I think that if you're going to take one of the other two, it's the first one. Yeah. Like you should use those extra command points to give reroll ones to hit on the units anyway. But if then you want reroll ones so- as well, you could just take an Azeros, right? If it's that big a deal in your army. I mean, I suppose the... The difference there with the drill master, you could take a, uh, what's it called, celestial hurricane with that, and then it's giving plus one to hit and reroll ones for everything, which yeah, is pretty legit. Utility piece, isn't it? You probably spread them out though, to be perfectly honest, so that you don't lose both benefits from one thing dying, but still good. 
And then the artifacts, um, steam piston plate mail. Add one to save rolls for attacks that target the bearer. In addition, if he does not have a mount, add one to your move. Um, then you've got the runic munitions. Pick one of the bearer's missile weapons. Add one to the damage of the weapon. And Maestro Vivetti's Magnificent Macroscope <laughs> wins the award for the name. <laughs> At the start of the battle round, you receive one extra command point. In addition, add one to hit rolls made by with missile weapons by the bear. That's just got to be the one, isn't it? Yeah, just, well, just to clarify that, it's at the start of the first battle round, not the start oh, of the okay. round. So it's um, one free command point and plus one to hit. I think, for some reason, I feel like there's a there's something disgusting to do with that runic munitions, the plus one damage, but off the top of my head, I can't think of one. Have any of the, any KO people got, like, have any KO people got, like... They're allies in this. I mean, you've got Lariel's Spear. She's an ally as well, though, isn't she? Oh, of course, yeah. I just keep thinking because it's in Gairam. Yeah. Yeah, ignore me. I wonder how many people would turn up with illegal armies because they just go, oh, this is fine, right? And then you go, no, no, that, that can't actually go. Are, it is one of those books. It's going to make Listmark in an absolute nightmare, isn't it? <laughs> There's going to be people and you're just like, what is going on? <laughs> um, maybe like some of the Stormcast heroes, like even a Vexler, not a Vexler, a Venator, might yeah. be yeah. all right with that. Plus one damage. I mean, yeah. I know he's got. He does like three shots, doesn't he? At damage one, so suddenly damage two. Yeah. But then on the yeah, super shot just... plus one, it's like it's all right. Um. Yeah. Not bad, is it? It's oh. probably one of the better uses. Like decent range on it. So yeah. Then you have got the spells. Uh, descending ash cloud. Uh, cast on a six. If successfully cast, pick one enemy unit within eighteen of the caster. Uh, subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made by that unit until the start of your next hero phase. Just solid what you'd expect to pay. It's not on a seven, which does make a big difference. Yeah, six is fundamentally much better than being on a seven. Yeah, it's massive. Because it's seven, you can't rely on it, but a six is way more reliable, especially if you've got a piece of arcane. It just makes for it... sure. Uh, eroding Blast. Um, it's value on a six. If cast pick one train feature wholly within 18 of the caster invisible roll one dice for each model within one inch of that feature on a five they take a mortal wound in addition to a next hero phase that terrain has the deadly scenery rule in addition to other rules so could just don't, just don't think you pick something that specific do you you're gonna have things so it's useless play around like so they need yeah but it might actually be good for that so it, yeah, I mean, like, it's very situational but i mean and it's whole like within eighteen, spells. isn't it? So it's like actually the whole terrain feature whole within eighteen is quite tricky. Yeah. Oh, back, yeah. Back when objectives could be based on terrain, these sort of spells were good. But now, it's I just think they're a bit pointless. Um, choking fumes uh, on a six again. Pick one enemy unit within fifteen that is visible. Roll one dice for each model from that unit that is within fifteen of the caster for each five up. Take a mortal wound. That's quite short range, really. Yeah, it, it unless you've got an aggressive wizard. Yeah, so. yeah. I mean, just bear in mind, every, every one of these armies has access to infinite range portals. Sure. So, like, that says caster, though. It does. Uh, you, the portal becomes the thingy in that in those sort of scenarios. Oh cool. no, that does make it a lot better. Well, it's point. it's still not amazing. 
So, uh, do you want to do the next one, Byron? Yeah, so the Phoenix Come Army is all about <laughs> life <laughs> and rebirth. <laughs> the the Phoenix, Phoenixium. Phoenixium. I just can't, so, I can't see that written any other way. Again, it's Gairan again. Everything's going live. Um, it's like... Everything's going to be live. So, Vengeful Revenants. So, I guess, I mean, it's two Phoenixes, so there's going to be a lot of that theme going on. Uh, add one to hit and win rolls for attacks made by melee weapons with friendly... Phoenixium units, uh, if any Phoenixium units have been destroyed in the same phase, so it's all about death and rebirth, blah, blah, blah. Um, I mean, like, could be good, but in my experience, that type of thing is the type of thing that gets forgotten, or when it does happen, isn't massive. You could suicide something in. And it yeah, I think in the, age, in the age now where people can't refuse to attack, like, you can have, like, three ten. guys left. Yeah, or even just fight. Don't forget this. This doesn't just have to be Phoenix Guard in the army. Yeah. So, yeah. like, any Eight wings, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Or just you just have mission <laughs> and shadow worry. Yeah, just things like you can yeah. throw things in, and then to get plus one wounds for your entire army. Then afterwards for the turn off the face that's ri- is that's ridiculous. Actually, yeah, is it? Yeah, there's no restrictions. I just. In your head, you just assume that... Yeah, there's no ranges. You just throw one unit away and every other unit gets better. Take back what I said. I'm wrong. That's good. Um, um, I, interestingly, so something that you can do with this is if you take uh, Luminarchs and uh, Aether Wings. So the Luminarch, you can target your own units because it hits everything within a line. So you oh, of course. Phoenixium Shooting Army. This is something I've just thought of off the top of my head now. Phoenixium Shooting Army and... A Luminarch beam through an Aetherwing to kill it, and then all of your shooting gets plus one to hit and wound for that turn. God, yeah. just... even better than that, take like a Veriton or a Castellan that gives you a free Griffhound. Yeah, just any anything like that that just gives you like a throwaway two wound model that yeah. you can you can just laser beam through. You're still hitting the opponent's stuff with your Luminarch, but you just basically put the Aetherwing or the Griffhound in front of the Luminarch, That's and nice. as part of that shooting attack, you kill it, and the rest of your shooting gets plus one to hit and wound. really tasty, yeah. Anyway. Nice. And yeah, you can do it with a couple, put them close to the opponent, then charge them in and let them die first. Obviously, yeah. um, your sequencing's going to be quite important if you're playing and around you're that. doing those little baby phoenixes. <laughs> There's plenty It'd of be quite funny if you spot. played Sinesh and they make you go last and you're like, well, Sweet. Oh, gone then, kill my Aether Wing. <laughs> you know, a Phoenix Guard's just going to rip rip your army to bits. Tasty. Add one, so Blood of the Earth Phoenix, uh, add one to the wound characteristics for Phoenixium, Frost Hearts, and Flame Spires. So that takes them from 12 to 13, which basically may as well be two extra wounds or four extra wounds considering how resilient they are. So that's pretty mm. tasty. Um, command ability. Living Idols, start the combat phase. If you do so, pick one Hero, Flame, Spire, or Frostheart. Um, until the end of the phase, if a friendly model is slain while it's within 12 of that hero, that model can fight before it is removed from play. So that's a pretty good ability. It's great. It's Death Frenzy that you can't dispel. Yeah. Um, da, da, da. Slain while it is within 12. Those models have got big bases as well. That's oh, God, huge. Yeah. Huge range. Um, They're all really good. Um, And again, I think a lot of people... It's a friendly Phoenician model. Yes, it could be be another hero. It could be be, anything. Yeah, it's really good. Wow, that's amazing. I think everyone's just assuming that this is just Phoenix Guard. It's not. It's anything in the army. 
So you could have 43 guild halberdiers, for example. Oh, but even just even if they are just Phoenix Guard, that's oh yeah. Think, but Phoenix Guard are expensive. Like, does this not just does this ability just not give you? I could just Sinesh is just yeah, done right. Absolutely, because you've just got. Well, that's absolutely like it's a done deal. But you've got like, one hundred and twenty Phoenix uh, Phoenix Guard. You're never going to have that many. One hundred and twenty free guild halberdiers, for example. They're all Eternal Guard one wood models that don't do anything. Like they don't give any depravity points up and. You can just bubble wrap phoenixes and use this command ability on each one. You and know what Black Hole Corsairs. Anything. Like, because of the shooting they put out, you could just go, I've got 40 of them. They're like 280 points, right? They shoot, and then they, 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 they're they rubbish, but you roll loads of dice, right? Yeah, fine if you're hitting twice for them. Yeah, exactly. Bargain. And it's free, effectively. Yeah, there's going to be some really interesting choices for activation and who goes first and how you see units in it um it's not easy to get rid of those phoenixes either is it no uh, they're not nearly as good as they were it makes you play differently with the phoenixes because you want them not in combat i think in some cases yeah yeah you almost use them defensively don't you mm. pinning they've always been good at pinning corners of units so that's not yeah. going to change um add Just one oh sorry yeah okay for it so secret vengeance add one to the attack characteristic of this general's melee weapons if one or more friendly models have been slain in the same phase, um, the crap on the Phoenix units universally, uh, but potentially good on other stuff, add three to the attack characteristic of this general's melee weapons if five more friendly models have been slain in the same term. So that's better. Um, it is worth noting that the halberds is crap on those guys. It's well, four also, attacks. Your, your general doesn't have to be a Phoenix. Uh, yeah, uh, your general is just it's just any that could be dude. a that could be a free guild general on Griffin with yeah. a massive hammer. That's way better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if your general is a wizard, this is the second one. They know all spells from Lord of the Phoenix instead of only one. Um, if he's not a wizard, they know one spell. We've seen that one before. Uh, we'll see the spells when we get to them. Or of Serenity, do not take battle shock test for. Friendly Phoenixium units while they're wholly within 12 this general. Pretty good. Um, obviously, the phase dying stuff, you, you can't attack if you die in the Battleshock phase, so you don't mind about stuff sticking around and then dying in the next turns. Yeah. Pretty solid in general. Um, artifacts of power, amber armor. If the weapon used for an attack that targets the bear's wearing characteristic of one, make it be dash. All right, but. The stuff that's going to hurt you is probably is very possibly going to be run two or more. Um, the bearer can fly. In addition, the bearer can run and charge later in the same turn. Uh, I mean, that's solid. There are some really nifty, fairly resilient Stormcast heroes that I could see this being really good on. What's the irritating guy who never dies who's on the little griffin thing on the floor? The little griffin thing? Yeah, like the birdie beaked. It looks like butt beak from Harry the... Potter. <laughs> Oh god! The... <laughs> you mean the Griff Charger? Yeah, they've all got the same fucking name. <laughs> Is this the Lord Aquila? Yeah, You're talking about the um, the uh, the caster. Yeah, the... one of them. Yeah, um, yeah. Running charge is great, and if you've got someone who's really resilient, being able to hop over people and pin them could be really, really powerful. Um, Pyre Ashes. If the unmodified save roll for an attack that targets the bearer is six, you can heal one wound allocated to the bearer. 
interesting. So that happens before you've then taken the damage it's about to inflict. Yeah. Okay. And it's unmodified as well, which is interesting. Yeah, it is. I don't think it's... Well, it's to stop you healing on, like, like fours if you've got plus two to your save or something. Yeah, in the same way, it doesn't. it means that Ren doesn't change the roll either. Yeah. Yeah. And you could put it into a load of crap that it's probably going to not take much damage from. And uh, but the important the important thing is, it's it's you heal when you make the save roll, but then you, if you're already full health, you can't mitigate the damage that you fail. Fair, yeah, because it's come first. Because it's come that comes after. Yeah. yeah. So it only helps if you're already hurt mm-hmm. or things with multiple profiles. Still good. Yeah. But... Uh, casting. So obviously, Phoenix. Units don't have any natural casters, so this would be for other stuff that you pop in the army, of which there is millions because it's order. Amber Tide, six. Uh, pick one enemy unit with an 18 until the start of your next hero phase, half its move characteristic. Phoenix Cry, cast on a five. Until the start of your next hero phase, subtract one from the bravery characteristic of enemy units while they're within 18 of the caster. Um, there are some things in order, like if I remember correctly, like... Uh, Dark Riders, their banner gives minus one to bravery as well, so you could potentially crib dis as well. Sweet. Yeah. So the... I just like that. Consider it affects all units on a five. Is actually like bravery is never incredible, but that if that kills an extra model or two every turn, it's good. I mean, the, I mean, flip side of this, eighteen inches is a hell of a bubble. It is a hell of a bubble. Also, it's cast on a five, and you're in armed with phoenixes. You want your spells to go off. Uh-huh. I just with death had a spell like that. Yeah, it would make sense, wouldn't it? <laughs> 18 inches, minus one, and then you go and scream him with flappies. Oh, that'd be savage. Um, Golden Mist, cast a over three. Heal D3 wounds to each friendly Phenosim unit within 12 of the caster and visible. Uh, not wholly within, just within. So that is pretty good. Yeah. A glistening cloud of golden vapour. There you go. Yeah. Golden Mist, that is, that is quite possibly the most fancy spell. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's like it's like um, glitter dust in yeah, like D&D. Sp- sparkling around. There's definitely... Sparkly birds. There's definitely some solid stuff there. It's so hard of it. It's so hard to not think of it in the context of the Phoenix units, but there's definitely yeah. some other stuff. Like, you could be running three units of two uh, Dracoths or stuff like that. Like, healing like that is really powerful because you're not used to it unless you're part of a death army or something. Or if you've got, like, ten Scourge running the chariots. Just no, I'm it. not. If we talk, start talking about having scourge runners, I'm just disconnecting. I'm fucking sick of it already. <laughs> Honest so easy. God, the first, the first person who turns up to tournament with more than nine, I think I'm just going to start breaking them. Nine was literally my plan because I think that's a sensible amount before they get. <laughs> I love it. And I can have three units of three in the future. For twice as many points as they are now. Yeah. Um, Let's not be gatekeeping, <clears throat> but I bought more than nine, sort your life out. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Anvil Guard is the next one. So this is in Akshi, which is fire. He's going next. Do you want to do this one, Russ? Yeah. Can I just double, just sort of add something in for the Phoenician thing? Like, I think, mm. yeah. Like, I don't know whether people might sleep on it a little bit, but that, I know we've spoke about how good it is, but that commandability just seems absolutely incredible. It's nuts. Um, In the current meta, it's amazing. Yeah, I would. I mean, fighting when you die is always, is always good. It's part of why um, I remember so when bad, it was right? only for corn. But that, like, I the, remember the thirty-inch range on, on things. Like, if you have a general that's a hurricane, for example, 
that that that's a massive buff because the base size, same base size as the Phoenix, and also it's giving those models plus one to hit. Like there's there's a lot of stuff you can do with that. That's that's really cool. It's pretty unique as well, isn't it? I mean, to have it across an entire force. Mm. We used to um, see. I mean, the thing is, go ahead. It gives you, a, like you say, it gives you a unique, unique thing you can't get any other way in the army. So though the other stuff's like, oh, you can do this, this, this. That is like, I think all the command abilities are like that. They're, they're great. They're so flavorful. I think, I think for me, like that, that one. I mean, not only is it like because I, I actually do like Phoenix Guard and stuff, but that that command ability. It's one of the reasons I loved uh, Blood Warriors in Corn. Um, I remember when they were special and they were the only ones that did it. <laughs> um, but I mean, you're not going to worry about Sinesh with this book anyway, because you've got access to so many good shooting units. You just don't care. And a lot but of what this allows you to do depravity as well. Yeah, but what this allows you to do is take a combat army, which can still beat Sinesh. Yeah, yeah. This is it. Like, you, yes, you don't so interact you- in the activation wars, but you have ways to mitigate it. Yeah, and your units are so cheap as well. Yeah, I mean, it's quite interesting because at the start of the combat phase, so with Gristlegore, you can get round that, right? Because you go first, because it's a start as well. So you can go, if it's your turn and you've charged, you go, right, I'm going first. I'm going to choose the order before you activate that command ability. I'm going to attack you. Uh, Yes. Yes, you would. Yeah. So... Then at Gristlegore, they're nowhere at the moment, right? Yeah. Don't see them. Also, fire slayers. Yeah, the, um, the half guard. Yeah, but you should be getting that charge, shouldn't you? Um, because they're slow, aren't they? No, that you're. <laughs> if if you're playing with infantry, like you're only like an inch faster than them, and they can run and charge, and a lot of your units can't. So, yeah, I suppose don't necessarily say that you're slower than them. Uh, faster than them, sorry. Yeah, it depends what you're fighting with. Yeah. Been interesting, it's one of the few armies that could possibly take them out with bonuses to hit and wound and multiple uh like damn like two attacks rend one uh Be- wounding Speaking on. of a, a city that might be able to take them out, Anvil. <laughs> yeah. Sweet. Okay, so back okay. to Anvil Guard. So uh this from Ashki. Um you have illicit oh, dealings. Well, misspelled Giran. <laughs> <laughs> No, this is the realm of fire. That's fine. Um, when you choose an anvil guard army, you can profit from one of the benefits of illicit dealings. Like the sound of this, um, you get the uh, black market bounty. One additional friendly hero can have an artifact of power from the anvil guard artifacts of power table. That's really cool. Dabblings in sorcery. One additional friendly Anvilgard dragon, Anvilgard cryptis, or Anvilgard warhydra can have a Drake blood curse from the curses table. Mm. Hidden agents, you receive D three extra command points. Tasty. When, uh, uh, then so that's, you've got that's if, interesting. Sorry, sorry, just a yeah, a, a point just of fine, just, on that one. Sorry to interrupt. No, you're not. Um, no, I'm not actually. Right. Um, yep. When you choose an Anvil Guard army, you can profit yep. from one of the following illicit dealings. You yep. receive D3 extra command points. When? Roll it before each game. Yeah, that's happened before. It's in it's in stuff like um, when you have to pick a law for a wizard yep. and stuff like that. When you have to you have to you put it on your list. 
you say, I'm doing that one, and each game you just roll a D3. Right, so you just do it, but would you get them before the first battle round, is what Correct. I mean? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, so that, yeah that's, that's what I was just clarifying. It's part like, of that's, your army. So. That's really good, then. That's pretty unique. Uh, yeah. And I thought whether, because it's a hidden agent, like, with the battle mages, you have to put them on your army list at the start, so I'm going to write my anvil guard list, and at the start, I'm going to say I rolled, when I wrote my list, I rolled a three. <laughs> no, you don't do that in number two. You just say hidden agents, then eat, before each game, you just roll the d3. Yeah. Yes, I, I think that's really good. Yeah. I think so. Um, having command points before the game starts is always mm-hmm. decent. Um, uh, Drake Blood Curses. So if the Anvil Guard includes dragons, uh, Charybdis, or War Hydras, one model can have a curse. Choose which model has the curse. Pick or roll. Always pick. Um, you can have one additional uh, Drake Blood Curse for each War Scroll Battalion. Um, a model cannot have more than one. So it's basically mount traits, and you can't duplicate. Cool. Then you have a command ability, make an example of the weak. Use this command ability at the start of the battleshock phase. Pick one anvil guard unit, hold within 12 of anvil guard hero. One model in the unit is slain. However, you do not need to take battleshock tests for friendly anvil guard units, hold within 18 of that unit. That's really tasty. Yeah, the, the potential bubble of that is amazing. God. Yeah. Because you could have that a unit. unit. Yeah, that unit could be like 12 inches long. Yeah, it could oh, be a massive shit. horde. Yeah, right? sorry, I'm That's just reading table. that properly now. Yeah. That's the table. So you could basically, your hero could ping a unit holding within 12, then that unit, everything of an 18 of that unit doesn't yeah. take. Blech. That's pretty good. Um, then you have the command traits. Uh, Black Fang Crime Lord. Pick two different benefits instead of one, which I quite like. Mm. Um. Slayer of Monsters. Add one to hit and win rolls for attacks made by the general that target a monster. Not so bothered about that one. And then Secretive Warlock. If the general is a wizard, they know all the spells from Dark Sorcery. Yeah, the rest. And if they're not, they have one. Yeah. Okay. So I think, um, I think the Crime Lord is like by far and away the best one. Yeah. I yeah, think it's a hard choice, it's... actually, with those the bounties. Having not read the, the Drake Bloods at the moment, the curses, but... Extra artifacts are incredible, but so is D3 command points. Yeah, for sure. That artifact, if we think those are 50 points and the command points are 50 points each, that is effectively 200 points if you're all a three on the D3. It's a bargain. Yeah, I do like the idea as well because it feels very kind of um, dark elfy, black art corsair type army, doesn't it? This is quite cool. Um, so you have the Drake Scale Cloak artifact. Um, roll a dice each time you allocate a wound or mortal wound on a five plus is negated. That's bloody good. Decent. Uh, particularly as if you're because you're an Axki, you could have the four up on a different guy. Because you or could pick this as on your the same guy. That's I oh, know. So two artifacts. No, Ignore it's me. artifacts. Ignore I can't me. have two on one. Um, then the Venom Fang Blade. Uh, pick one of the bearer's melee weapons. If the modified wound roll is a six, it does D3 mortal wounds in addition to any other damage. Just solid. Depends how many attacks you've got, really. Well, there's plenty of models that have lots of attacks. I think even the Black Ark Fleet Master rolls quite a lot of dice. Assassin. Um, yeah. Yeah. The Asphyxia Sensor. At the end of your combat phase, roll one dice for each enemy unit within three. On a four plus, they take D three mortal wounds. Again, good on the assassin potentially if you've not killed something. I think I think it's the cloak in it. Yeah, every day of the week for sure. Turn um, something into a baby frost heart. Yeah, or have a frost heart with that. 
<laughs> because it's still in the city's book, right? <laughs> so have a frost heart phoenix with the Drake Scale cloak. That is nuts. That's as good as they used to be with lots of magic cast just by turning up. Mm-hmm. I think I think that's the problem because you read it and you think, oh, if I'm using the Black Dragon or the Corsair yeah. or that, but then you go, actually, I don't need to put it on that. I could put it on a Hurricane. I yeah. think a lot, <laughs> like, a lot of the power in matter. this book is going to come from thinking outside of the races. Like yeah. you see Ample Guard, you think Dark Elves, etc. But actually, like the combos that will be the best will be, they'll be Weird. sort of not. I would say non So it's like taking the narrative and putting it in the bin. Yeah. Is that what you're saying? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta love it. Um, Drake blood curses. So uh, acidic blood, roll a dice each time you allocate a wound to this model that was inflicted by a melee weapon and not negated on a four plus they take a mortal wound. It's good. No, that's okay. Um, jutting bones. Um, after this model makes a charge, pick one enemy unit within one. Roll a dice on two plus they take d3 mortal wounds, mm. and then the fell gaze subtract two from bravery of enemy units while they're in 12 of any models that have this Drake blood curse. Um, so, I, think I believe one of the crib disc gives you minus bravery. Yes. Is there anything that actually interacts with bravery you can take? Um, that's the there's some magic items, but they're not in this realm. So it's a bit of a weird one. They are in Carib Dis is a one minus one bravery. Yeah. Shadow or death. Yeah. So basically it's just about shock that you're doing well, special stuff. Maybe, but you could ally I'm sure there's something that must interact with your bravery. There's a lot of choice. There's too many so. there's too many war scrolls. <laughs> That's fine. I think there's, go have a look. So one of the things with that I think is really good with the for the bravery reductions is all of these ones that have uh AoEs that affect multiple units. It's not about bravery bombs, I don't think. It's about, like, if you can get minus three bravery on, like, an opponent's army and just do two wounds to every unit, you're like, rolling, all of a sudden yeah. you're getting massive value out of these. Yeah, you're rolling your dice. Well, imagine if you're playing against another city's army and you've just got loads of, like, long-range crappy shooting. Oh, yeah. And you just go, you're at minus three bravery, everything, all those units, and you just go, I'm gonna, say, you're going to ping off two guys in each unit. Yeah. We think so about like battleship brutes and things like that. Oh yeah, horrible. It's it's not as good against little men, but it's against like ogres or not that you see them very much. But it also means that demons and things actually care about rolling those yeah. dice. If something's bravery ten, people are just used to not even considering it when they do anything. Minus three before you've done any damage, that mounts up, and your monsters yeah. are probably going to do a bit. I kill loads of stuff with Battleshock at the final. Like, it was really funny, and I did it, and they were like, oh, yeah, I lose a guy. And I'm like, yeah, plus D3, because of Reaper's of Vengeance. I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah. And they was like, I've rolled a one. It's like, yeah, you re-roll that because of the horn. Oh, and I take another D3 off. And it's just it's those little things that you don't think matter, but then they can be really big. Yeah, they add up, don't they? If you play Sylvaneth and they've got loads of Dryad units, it's amazing. Yeah. Because you're just like... I'm just going to ping off a couple in each unit. And just, they you just do six. minus three bravery and then put a Luminarch through your opponent's army and all of a sudden that's a lot of Battleshock tasks. Yeah, absolutely. Spells? Yeah, so, uh, yeah. so sap strength uh, on a six, one enemy unit in 18. Subtract one from hit rolls made by the unit until the start of the hero phase. Just solid. solid. It's on a six as well, which we picked up on before. Shadow daggers on a seven. Pick one enemy unit in nine. Uh, they take D6 mortal wounds. If you've got an aggro hero or someone who's going to be in the thick of it, that's pretty tasty. Um, vitriolic spray. This is the money. Eight. <laughs> uh, 
Pick one enemy unit within six of the caster invisible until the start of your next hero phase. That unit has a save characteristic of nothing. Blah. That's the Don't money spray right through there. the portal. Yep. So you jizz through the portal and then yep. Melt take the their armor. save off and then you shoot them. Mm-hmm. Ugh. In every sense. But it's like a pretty flexible realm. Well, the problem is you can put the guy with the portal out of range of every unbind yeah. because it's table wide. He's, he's sit, he, if he really wants to, if you really want to go into it, he can sit in the corner of the board with a, yeah. um, like behind a palisade, <laughs> just, just casting spray. Just jizzing through the mirror. <laughs> so the, the interesting just thing is like, one out through the mirror. That's what you're saying. As, as great as it is, it, you've got to put a bit of investment into getting it. So like it's cast on an eight. So like, you really want in some pluses to cast on there to make sure that it's yeah. In that uh, dark elf sorcerer's sacrifice model will get plus two though. So yeah, exactly. So you can it sort of, but I like that because it means that it kind of forces you into certain themes. Yeah, and it's you're um, investing more points than it looks like initially into making it reliable. Yeah, yeah. I think the narrative in this book's really strong, isn't it? It is actually. It looks like right. I quite like it. I think it's quite cool. The themes are more narrow than you'd think initially. I think kind of all picked direction. They're going pretty solidly down that. Hello, heart. So don't do this one. I could do this one if you want. Yeah. So hello, heart. Uh, so we've got uh, battle traits. So in the shimmering abyss. Uh, so it's the realm. So a hello, heart army must be from Akshi. So you're in the realm of fire again. Um. And you have uh, Eldritch Attunement, which is another ability. So each time a friendly Hallow Heart unit is affected by a spell or endless spell, you can roll a dice. If so, on a 5+, plus, ignore the effects of that spell or endless spell on that unit. That's a 1 in 3 of just negating some really big strategies by yeah. people. And interestingly, it's you can as well. So you don't have to roll it on your buffs. Nice. So Next one. Yeah, su- super good. Uh, mages that. of the White Fire Court, so Hallow Heart Wizards, can attempt to cast one extra spell in each of their hero phases. Ridiculous. So all of your little one-cast uh, one wizards can cast two spells. Absolutely mega. Mm-hmm. Uh, especially with the command ability, so Arcane Channeling. So you can use this command ability at the start of your hero phase. You do pick one friendly Hallow Heart Wizard hero and roll a dice. That wizard suffers a number of mortal wounds equal to that roll. In addition, add until the start of your next interface, add that roll to casting rolls made by other friendly Hallow Heart wizards while they are within 12 of that wizard. So, so obviously two, you've got the potential for healing in this army as well, so you could negate that almost instantly. Yeah, and you're also in Akshi, so you have access to Ignax Scales to ignore those mortals on a 4+. plus. Blech. So, yeah, yeah. it's... It's just, it's not... It's like wrapping your mage in tinfoil as he, like, just channels the yeah. magic through him, right? So, interestingly, and, and I think some people have sort of read this wrong to start with, uh, it is other friendly wizards. So the wizard yeah. who does it doesn't get the bonuses himself. Cool. No, he's just he's just there to be, like, the, the rod for the others, yeah? Like the channeling yeah. rod. Faraday cage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's... So all of those three things, or the two things there play into the, the, what the city does. It is magic. Um, good thing is, they only get all these bonuses to cast, and not dispel. 
So there's uh, yeah, that's decent. Yeah. Then we have command traits. Uh, so the first one is veteran of the blazing crusade, which is do not take battle shot tests for friendly hollow heart units while they are wholly within eighteen inches of the general. And solid. Yes, yeah, good. It's uh, it's legit. Uh, the we have warden of the flame at the start of your next hero, start of your hero phase. Roll a dice on a four plus. You receive one extra command point. I think it's one of those in most of the cities. Um, and then three, uh, which I think is the best one, uh, is the famed spell hunter. So if the general is a wizard, add three to the roll when this general attempts to dispel an endless spell. If this general is not a wizard, they can attempt to dispel an endless spell in your hero phase. Yeah, amazing for recasting that comet, isn't it? Yeah, so like I've been playing around with an encounter, so he just basically yeah. sits there, so he casts and re- casts and dispels his own comet. And because in this he gets two spells, so yeah. you don't need to yeah, buy he- an arcanum. Yeah. So he just unbinds it, recasts it, unbinds it, recasts it, at plus three to unbind it. Yeah. And then you can give him loads of pluses to cast by doing your sacrifice rod thing. Yeah, so it, it turns the comet into a shooting attack almost. It's just amazing. Um. And then we're on to Artifacts of Power. Uh, so the first one is the Aglorexy Prism. Aglorexy? Aglorexy? <laughs> I don't know. That'll do. Um, subtract one from hit rolls for attacks made with missile weapons that target the bearer. Uh, and we have the Pauldrons of the Living Flame. At the end of your combat phase, roll a dice for each enemy within three. On a four plus, they suffer D3 mortal wounds. And then the White Fire Tome. If this bearer is a wizard, they know all of the spells from the Lore of White Fire instead of two. If the bearer is not a wizard, they know one spell and can attempt to cast it in your hero phase. Um, and then, so what? What? What are people's thoughts on those? Like, I think their white fire tome's incredible. Yeah, yeah, it's like standout, isn't it? I think if you're going in one direction with this army, which you are, then you you pick the Thane spell hunter and white fire tome. Um, I can't believe that wizards get two extra spells. Yeah, that I I didn't play it that way the first time I played with it. Um, I read it as one for some reason, just because that's normal. Um, so we are on to the spell law. So instead of three, we've got six, uh, because it is the magic city. Uh, so the first one um, is roaming wildfire. So casting value of a six. If successfully cast, pick an enemy unit with an 18 and visible. That unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Then, roll a dice for each other enemy unit within six of that unit. On a four plus, that other unit suffers D3 mortal wounds. Exactly the same to chain lightning. Shoot shoot your screen and potentially do D3 mortal wounds to everything else. That's just the Uh, same as chain lightning, isn't it? Yeah. No, chain lightning's one, isn't it? Uh, No, chain lightning's all. Yeah. Yeah, but I think it's only one mortal wound on a four up. No, I don't think... Oh, if it has, it's changed. I'm sure it's D3 now. I'll check. Carry on. Um, but yeah. that's still amazing because, like, you you can use comet and that, and it's just oh yeah, your, the your potential output kill, of that. Your is... ability to kill uh, support heroes is like un unparalleled with this army. Uh, uh, chain lightning is exactly the same, so you've got yes, you have access got to that twice, which is way way better than once as well. That adds up fast. Um. So we've got Seer Wounds, casting value of a 6. Pick a friendly unit with an 18 of the caster, and you can heal up to D6 wounds allocated to that unit. Nice. So your wizard that is stabbing himself to generate casting is uh, being healed as well. 
and then we have Elemental Cyclone. So casting value for six. Um, pick one enemy unit within 12 and visible. Roll a dice each model that is within 12 of the caster on a four plus that unit suffers a mortal wound. So again, short range, but you have portals. And it's a gaunt summoner spell on a six. Good. Not that casting values mean much in this, to be honest. No, if it's not a double one, you probably got it off. Oh, even if it's a double one. Like, it's just... The, the only time it matters for your role is if for unbinding. Uh, and we have Warding Brand. So, casting value of a six. Pick a friendly unit holding within 18 of the caster that's visible. Until the start of your next terrifies, roll a dice each time a wound afflicted by a melee weapon is allocated to model from that unit. And not negated on a four plus, the attacking unit suffers a mortal wound. Pretty good. Which is, it's, it's not bad. You know, if, you, if you're sending shooting units forward, like at and least screens. they've got some, uh, some damage output in combat as well. Like, you free guild handgunners, they do the standard shoot, and then what's left, whatever kills them, takes mortal wounds back on a four. It's not bad. Uh, and we've got Crystal Aegis, casting value of a five. Uh, add one to the rolls to the Eldritch Achievement battle trait for friendly Hallowheart units wholly within 12 of the caster. So that means that you're ignoring uh, detrimental spells on a 4 plus instead of a 5. Cool. Uh, while you're wholly within 12 of that caster. And then lastly, we've got Ignite Weapons. Casting 5 or 6, friendly unit wholly within 18 of the caster. Uh, add one to wound rolls for attacks made by that unit until the start of your next hero phase. Doesn't say melee, that is nope. mega. Yeah, so you can use that on shooting. It's just crazy. That's right? that is it looks unchecked, that page, right? <laughs> it just looks like if you want to do magic, what would you like? We've got all of it and you can have everything you want pretty much. Yeah, so so it all looks great on paper. However, they're still mostly 18 inch range and like i do i don't think it's as be all and end all as some people are making it out to be it's good i think, I think you're going to spend a lot of points on stuff that is going to die quite fast even if it has done things like the games often one in turns three four and five if you did a load of damage in turn one and scared the shit out of your opponent from afar it's not going to matter if they went over there and then just killed you yeah, like some lists that I've written for Hallow Hearts, the, the, the Wizards plus the, the formation which we'll talk about is a thousand points of your army. Yeah. Um, and then you're going to want to, that's without buying the Endless spells as well. Yeah, but I think you're almost better off, like, you don't need to go six Wizards because... Oh, that's five. That's not even six. Well, all right, you don't need to go five, six four you can go three i've got three or two wizards and you've still got six spells right yeah but you're not getting the use out of the command ability then true but you are because you can have one that's buffed and one that isn't and it doesn't as you don't have to skew it that much do you to be beneficial yeah making your magic more reliable is obviously you just because you can doesn't mean you should basically no, I yeah, like, completely agree. yeah like you've got Making your magic more reliable in a normal normal army would be really good, and you wouldn't you'd you'd like take it at the drop of a hat just because you got the other stuff there. I think it'll be quite hard to fight the temptation, but there's probably some armies where just like these two spells would make a massive difference, like the shooty damage one or whatever. That is my strategy. I'm going to do that and insert other spell here. I need them to go off. I can successfully do that, and then you end up with 
1500 points to spend on the rest of your army rather than like 800 or something yeah i i, I then think that a lot of those armies are better in other laws and other cities like if you're going to go with the, the the shooting strategy i think you want to be in potentially anvil guard instead for the yeah uh spray spell things like that yeah like i think i mean don't get me wrong i think everyone's raving about hollow heart i was i've bought an army i'm building it um but i i think after an event i'm gonna come away from it and, and change the army quite a bit but i am gonna try the the all-in version and see how it does yeah i think the um like the formation we might as well talk about it as we mentioned it is the white white fire council retinue. oh retinue sorry yeah which has got the Triarch Covenant rule, which is add one to cast and binding for friendly wizards from the battalion while they're within six of another friendly wizard, and it's three to six wizards. So command point, artifact, lowers your drops. Decent effect, right? Yeah, the fact might be a bit overkill because I don't really think you need the casting, but the unbind plus the, unbind, is good. the unbinding's good. The fact that it lowers your drops and gives you an artifact is the, the two big things. And Just... the, the formations, what I saw, are pretty cheap in this. Just it's one for 120 points, basically, uh, the, like there and thereabouts. Yeah, this this one's 140, so it's a little bit more. Um, yeah, they're all between 120 and 140, aren't they? Yeah, I think I think you sort of need it in in the sort of extreme version list because you want to be as low drops as possible. Because you don't want to be given first turn. I think in a lot of cases, I think you want to be playing on the bounce quite a bit. Do you? Yeah, because all your spells are 18-inch range. So, like, your turn one, you just give the turn away. As the Yeah, but if you've got endless... But, so you're only endless spells that... Because I've, I've changed... So the, the list that I've written now has the endless spells in that can hurt turn one. Um, and they're the only endless spells I've got, which is Comet, Geminids, Portals, and Bridge. Yeah. Like, everything else is super short range, or crap. Yeah, but you can use uh, the Bellwind Vortex or the Mirrors as well, couldn't you? To increase your range. Oh, the well, Bailwind is plus six now, so it's not much. Yeah, but it's still, still bonus, isn't it? So you. But I think like, in that you're you're better just not buying. Like, I think you're better off just having the casters instead of those spells, and then you've got a lower potential drop. Like you can you could go down to four drop, and you can af- you can give the turn away in a lot of games. But what if you had, like, movement disruptive spells? So if they give you the first turn, you can basically blanket block blocking spells that they have to then move through, and then, you know, it's the... They're, they're all... So the only reason that list works with the change host is you can get them where they need to be. But the, mm-hmm. the movement blocking spells, other than shackles, aren't, aren't in range to do what they need to do. It may be. It depends on what you're trying to do with them, but you know, even if it's just to slow people up, block off objectives. But I find a lot some of our missions as well. People want to go first to get the board position. There's a lot of missions you want to go first to swamp the objectives before they get a chance to get on them. See, I I, I agree, but I disagree with the Hollow Heart list because if they do that, they're within 18 inches of you, which then means all your you can actually use your 10 casts that you've got. Yeah, but it depends what else you put in the list to affect the game in that way because you don't have to just take wizards do you if you want to be low drop you do yeah but the the point is if, if you're not low drop and you've written a list that can 
go on to objectives if they give you the first turn to then they're gonna be difficult to shift then you they they won't don't want to give you the first turn so because you, you're not low drop you don't really care they can, you don't care if you go first or second right there's two if you go first you get the ball position if you go second you they're in range for your spells there's two very different versions of this on there and then there's kind of like a down the middle does a bit of both one which will be the one that's the most difficult for your opponent to decide if they yeah. have got less drops than you um but what i'm sort of getting at is that the down the middle slash non-extreme version of the list this city is so extreme you should just but be actually, using something else. I think you're just in a different city. If you're yeah, not I going in, you you don't play Hollow Heart. Yeah, Balls Deep or do something different. Yeah, possibly. I mean, I'm I'm only I'm only playing Devil's Advocate by asking these questions. Um, I personally, I don't like the idea of a list that is that extreme. Uh, but like you say, I probably wouldn't play that city. Yeah, I think that's it. I think that I'm going to play that for an event. It's probably not going to be very good, and. I'm going to be satisfied that I've taken it and tried it and it's not Scratch as good. That itch. But, yeah. It's why I don't like Sinesh and Karadrons as a playing style because it's extreme one way or the other. It's like you go in and like with Sinesh and you just make them go last and delete their whole army or they've got a counter and then you it's a hard game or you're playing Karadron, you drop down and shoot them off or you drop down and they don't shoot them off and you just get tabled. Yeah. It's like that extreme... You'll have a game where you'll just absolutely blow someone off the table with that army. Yeah. But then half the games you'll get rolled. They're the armies that care the most about the double as well, aren't they? Generally speaking. You know. And I think this is why Deepkin are doing so well. Because people are like, oh, I've got this thing. And then they just go, yeah, but I'm just going to swarm you with eels (laughs) early on and and lightning bolt you. And you're like, oh, my God. What what do you Um, do? I do two things in the game really well. And I got into your face and dipped them. It's movement. Yeah, move. I still think movement is the key to Age of Sigma, and that's why I think the um, uh, the verdant one is that the one, the one, one where you start from the table edges living and you can city. Take yeah, very good. Super flexible. Mm-hmm. Um, Tempest Eye is the last one. Yay! So we went, said we weren't going to go through everything. We're just going to do the cities, but it's already taken up the whole show mm-hmm. just to talk about the cities. Yeah, it's the book in general. Well, they, they are the crazy in within it. the. The book aren't they are like, the, the war scrolls in a lot of cases are fairly vanilla <laughs> you want like you build the lists around the, the cities themselves on the subject of movement how do we start off tempest time um well it must be an axi so there you go <laughs> um and you have alert and forewarned so add three inches to the move of tempest eye units until the end of the first battle round in addition, add one to save rolls for attacks that target tempest eye units in the first battle round oh it's just brilliant it's yeah, so I mean, it's best of both. You make me go first, I get the ball position. You come and try and alpha strike me, I've got plus one save. Mm-hmm. Or I get ball position, you try and get me off, I've got plus one save. Yes, yeah, so good. Amazing. Um, Outriders of the Realms, add one to run rolls. Doesn't sound great, but plus one run does make a difference. Sometimes that extra inch is all you need to get to get that position on the table for the objectives. Um, standing contracts. Uh, a Tempest High Army can include Caradron Overlord units. One in four can be a Caradron Overlord unit. Units gain the City of Sigma and the Tempest Eye keyword. Amazing. Um, particularly as that's free to move, so that means the threat range on your like uh, Bobble Men or your ships for their shooting is a lot, lot longer. Just your four Arcanauts. Like yeah. They've got a yeah, 31, 31 inch threat. Yeah. So good. And you've got rapid redeploy. Uh, use this command ability in your shooting phase. 
One friendly Tempest Eye units holding within 12 Eye Hero can shoot you if it ran. Pairs nicely with the add one to one rolls. Um, then the Lords of the Eye uh, command traits. So Aethergard Captain, add one to charge rolls for Tempest Eye units uh, while they're within 12 of the General. Obviously it'll include the General himself. And if he's a Griffin or something, that's super useful. Yeah, that's decent. Um, Hawkeyed. Add one to wound roll made by missile weapons by Tempest Alliance Holy Within 12. That's oh, using that every day of God. the week. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. don't need to read one or three, whatever they are. <laughs> <laughs> the general can run and charge with the wind. General can run and charge. In addition, the general and their mount fights at the start of the combat phase. Okay. Maybe. Maybe you're taking that. Yeah, if um, your idea is to get in there and pin the one thing you can't shoot or to be able to pin one thing so you can concentrate on other stuff, then... That could be useful, but that second one is ridiculous. Just that's just amazing. Yeah. You imagine those like those um, sky wardens or uh, engine riggers with yeah. their Gatling guns and that plus one to wound. It's just re-rolling ones to hit with command points. Yeah, just amazing. Or just popping in like it's a good army to have an Azeroth in, particularly with the plus to move. You can get him absolutely in the middle of the board to affect everything. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah, plus he can run and still get the benefit, don't you? Yeah, so. absolutely. Um, artifacts, uh, Patrician's Helm, I like this one. D- um, it's, I think that's the same name as the one that's in the Stormcast book. Could be. Um, but do not take a uh, Battleshot test for Tempestide units holy within 12. Um, Seerstone Amulet, start your hero phase. The bearers on the battlefield 4 plus get a command point. Solid. Um, Zephyrite Banner, reroll charge rolls for Tempest units holy within 12 of the bearer. That's really good if you're going down the shoot you, then combat you, um, like, I don't know, with Bubble Men or whatever. I mean, you could have a running and charging general that fights first and can reroll the charge. Yeah. And takes a little scary unit of nine guys with him. Um, then you've got the spell law, um, so Aura of Glory. Um, add one to the attacks of many weapons used by friendly Tempest Eye units that are holding within 12 of the caster. So it's pretty solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Strike of Eagles is a casting value of a 7. If successfully cast, pick one enemy unit within 30 of the caster. Roll 6 dice for each 4 plus they take a mortal wound. Uh, not yeah. too bad. Long range. Yeah, it's long range. Yeah, I suppose. It's on a 7 though. Um, Celestial Visions on a 7 if you successfully cast get a command point solid yeah depends what command you're doing command points are going to be viable, a valuable resource in this army mm. aren't they mm. the, um, that, just as a question aura the... of glory is incredible actually like it's not yeah it is yeah. also attack on entire units melee weapons oh it's disgusting um, I think there's definitely a list that involves having a griffin or something a phoenix something fast or whatever that goes up there with some bubble men, and then just mullers one part of your opponent's army while you've shot at the rest. Um, so you- I mean, if you think engine riggers, like you can you can buff them with the um, the dude. What's, his, what's the guy need? The A for chemist, yeah. And then plus one attack, and then give them plus one attack with that spell. It's absolutely disgusting on them, like filth. The thing is, the only thing with the aura of the spell is that they have to stay holy within twelve of the caster. Yeah, so it's... if your cast is a dude on a like dragon or something, or a, it's a Ventus Fire Strike or someone like that, you know, it's mm-hmm. yeah, it's a good, pretty decent. It's a good. Point. So you need a caster that can keep up with the army, 
But even if it, it might even be a Lord Arcanum and Griff Charger. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, if that's your combo, you know, you just your wizard just flies over and and you can, what you can do as well, because it's a spell, you could cast it, and if you don't get the spell off, you just don't have to commit. Yeah. Because you'd cast it, the spell goes off. You go, right now I'm going to launch my Griff Charger and my Bubble Men all the way across the board and fight you. If not, you're just going to shoot you with your long-range units and put a piece of crap in the way. Yeah. Uh, the attacking first thing with a general, it, does that mean he is your first activation and he counts, or does he just go first and no, then you choose? he goes first and then it's your activation. So you could, that does combo really well with the bubble men. Like, you send in a general, he goes, does his thing, hits pretty hard, and you're like, cool, now I hit with these nine guys and six of them have got buzzsaws that are at plus two attack or whatever. Yeah. God, that's, yeah, it's a lot of damage. Flying damage. I mean, and and what's good about that as well, like if you're playing against someone who also goes first in the combat phase, it's your turn. You get to pick the order, and you're so fast, you should be able to you should be able to dictate that. Definitely, you've got access to very flexible wizards as well. So you there's probably some other buffs. Like I think um, Wild Form gives you plus two to charge and things like that. So you could be hopping over people's heads like anything. Mm. Yeah, um, I I think like with like looking at the this city as well, like. Again, just thinking outside the box a little bit, I think there's something in there with... Because like the, the fact that you can include KO units, that means you can take Arconauts' as battle line, because they yeah, are yeah. just generic battle line. They're not, and they're uh, really good, and you can take them in units of up to, like, 30 that are buffed. Thir- like, like, two or... 30s with nine um, yeah. Skyhooks in each, or with plus one to wound because of the Hawkeye general. Moving, being able to run and shoot. And... And then you've got you just like tons of free guild bodies with plus one attack from the aura spell and things. Yeah, the um the save makes a bit of a difference on the Arcanauts as well. It takes them from crappy to actually like solidly average in combat. Mm. Yeah, I think I think I think it's good. It's got move in it. It's like Russ was saying earlier. Like it's still so important. Like giving a reliable plus move at the start of the game is it's just crazy. And plus save. Have your cake and eat it. Yeah, and it's probably worth, before we talk about some of our War Scrolls and meta and stuff, um, we'll have a little break. But before we get into the break, what I will say is the battle line choices in this army are insane. Like, you you literally, there's, there's like, what, 10 normal battle line? And then you've got, Oh, your like, general like and your, your city is. will make other things battle line. Yeah, there's an entire page of battle line if it's about 15, I think. It's basically the so back page of the book. You've got basically Bleak Swords, Dark Shards, Dread Spears, Eternal Guard, Crossbowmen, um, Free Guild Guard, Handgunners, Iron Breakers, Longbeards, are all generic battle line, just order battle line, straight off. Charybdis, battle line in Anvil Guard, Steam Tank, battle line in a city of Sigmar, if the general's a steam tank hero, War Hydra, Battle Line in Anvil Guard, Black Hawk Cast, Corsairs, Battle Line, if the general's Scourge Privateer in Cities of Sigmar, then you've got Black Guard, Battle Line, uh, again, they're all cities, but Darkling Coven, Dark Riders, Shadow Blades, Demigriffs, Free Guild, Drakesborn Chariots, Order Serpentis, Drakesborn Knights, Order Serpentis, Executionist, Darkling Covered, Flagellants, Human, I think even some of the Stormcast guys have got the human keyword. Greatswords, Free Guild, Outriders, Tempest Eye, Pistoliers, Tempest Eye, 
Hammer is Dispossessed, Iron Drake's Juridin, Phoenix Guard, Phoenix Temple, Scourge Runner Chariots, <coughs> Scourge Privateers, Shadow Warriors, Shadow Blades, Sisters of Fawned Wanderer, Sister Watch Wanderer, Wild Rangers Wanderer. Literally crazy the choice yep. for army build. I mean, like nuts. Do what you want, basically. Fill your boots, you're um, not restricted. Battle mages as well, I think, are worth talking about because they're just. It's like, oh, I turned up. What do you need? Well, you've got whatever you want. Yeah, you have to put it in your list, though, don't you? Do you know? Mm-hmm. For tournament. Yeah, you do. It's oh, in the pack, yeah. So you have to say in your list what they're going to cool. take. You could take a couple, though, and they've got some really good options. You can make something minus one to hit and then bridge it at your opponent while you plus one save in the first round, then fuck them up and then barely take any damage back. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, we'll talk about scrolls in a minute, but let's have a little break, and mm-hmm. then we'll come back and we'll just go through the scrolls in the matter. Cool. Facehammer is sponsored by Element Games. So for great customer service, all the latest Age of Sigmar releases at 20% off, and all your hobby needs, go to www.elementgames.co.uk. To support us directly, click through the banner on our website and let them know that you came from us. Okay, we're um, back from the break. Um, and maybe we should talk a little bit about some of the formations, actually, thinking about it. So we go straight on to okay. scrolls. But, um, I don't think they're that exciting, but I think Tom disagrees. No, no, I, 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 like, my only thing is that, like some of them some of the lists you want to get your drops down and they're a way to do it but other than that i think as well like you, you're probably going to try and slot one in don't you say to get your drops down but they're all quite they're quite no no i don't look at any of them go oh i wouldn't take that one well, that's yeah they've great. got like a hero and a this and a that um i think the two that struck me were the magic one and then the one with the charybdis chariots corsairs and fleet mastering because it, it it just looks like a solid selection of units well it's the, like, uh, the artillery one's pretty good yeah i was gonna say the artillery and the the lancers one i think are quite good so the hammer hurley and lancers is a, a free guild general on griffin and three to six units of demigriffs and you get to add one to hit and wound rolls for attacks made by melee weapons if they charge and a hole within 18 of the griffin cool he's gonna which, be 10 sideways for the battle <laughs> which makes the um demigriff output like crazy yeah yeah, the thing is, you don't you don't get much in your list after buying the demi formation either. No, true, but you you know you you then can combine it with with the abilities from the city as well. You know, mm-hmm. so I don't know. I mean, it's quite a cool army. It's just more of a you get to drop quite hefty combat fast army down in one drop, basically. Um, the artillery, um one you mentioned is uh, a Cogsmith um, Hellstrom and Hellblasters 2-4 to four. in your shooting phase in the first battle round war machines in this battalion can shoot twice within 6 of the hero and not within 3 of enemy units so it's okay yeah. double damage just solid well, you yeah. put that with the Cogsmith and an Ordinator and it's a lot of points but Everything's twos re-rolling ones. Yeah. Good damage. You know, you're firing. If you have four hellstorms, health that's, what, 24 shots? Twos, threes, ren 2d3 damage, turn one? Yeah, mm-hmm. solid. 
I think the Phoenix Flight one might be safe play. Because you could have one Frost Heart, one Flame Spire. Yep. And it gives you an artifact, gives you a command point, and um, it just allows you to heal a wound yeah. on a unit it, within 12. It's a shame that one doesn't have more of an effect on your drops. Um, but it's... Well, if you took four Phoenixes, it could. <laughs> but, but, I mean, it, I don't know. Like I think it's a decent... Like you, You're probably going to take one of each of those anyway, right? They are a good recipient for an item as well, so. So, and that means they both can have an artifact, so. Exactly. Solid. Um, so, I say we're not going to go through all the scrolls, but maybe it's worth talking about some of the, the, the things that we've noticed. I've literally just had a flick through before the show. One of the units that stood out to me, um, which I thought was really cool, was Wild Riders. Um, so now take them. It's not. It doesn't make you a mentalist. <laughs> They're actually no, quite good. I mean, they are. What I like about these is just the potential outputs are crazy. Um, so I'm struggling to find their points. I think they're 130. 130 for five, and the scores yeah. at the back page of the book, pretty much. And the um, they're basically movement 12, two wounds, five up save. They've got a two inch reach, two attacks, freeze, force, one run, one damage. The rider. And then two attacks, fours, fours, no rend, one damage. It doesn't sound amazing, but then basically can add one to attacks the champion. Again, it's pretty standard. Add one to bravery, sure, uh, and add one to run and so, charge. You say sure, but they're bravery eight base as well, which in this army is really high. Which yeah. actually means like if you're just using them in units of five, that being bravery nine with a banner, like that's that's damn good for units like this. Yeah, exactly. So it's it's doesn't sound that exciting but like you say being bravery nine you lose four of them you you're probably not gonna lose the last one the battle shot um but the the ability unbound fury is what makes this cool the hunting spears have a rend of two instead of one and a damage of two instead of one if they made a charge so on the charge it's rend two damage two on the spears mm-hmm which well, is also They've got Reach 2 as well. In a, yeah. a lot of this book has been updated. A, a lot of the time in previous books, they had Reach 1 on Lances, which was always a bit of a kick in the teeth. Um, it and, does make a difference. And I think for a 12-inch moving unit that gets plus 1 to charge, and there's plenty of ways to min- you know, to give you run and charge, to come through the hidden paths. You know, there's, there's a formation that you can put them in that gives them plus 1 to charge, and then if they use the hidden paths, that's plus 2 to charge. Um, that Damage output potential is crazy. Ren 2. I mean, Ren 2 damage 2 on a unit's 130 points. Mm-hmm. Like, great. I mean, like, even if you just had to fr- two, three of those units, they're fast, they're good at objectives, they'll clear off. How many times do you see games where you've got these unit ancillary units that sit on objectives? And just can't die. Just just, just to hold it with, like, some rubbish. You'd ruin them just as well. Quite like far someone- away. Yeah. Someone with a four plus save and ten wounds, you run you run in with a unit of those, you're probably just gonna wipe the entire unit out. Yeah, and I think I think that's really cool. Um the other wandering unit I thought looked really good was Eternal Guard. Oh god, they're great. So, you know, they're they are pure battle line, so they work in any of the lists. Hundred and thirty um, points for ten. Well, what's what's probably better than that is three hundred and thirty points for thirty is yeah. And then you've go okay, four up save base, two inch reach, but 
if they are if they don't move, they get plus one save, and they get to plus one to hit and wound if they've not moved. So they're hitting on twos, wounded on threes, with two attacks each, and they've got a three up save. And if they're in cover, that's a two up save. Just super solid spearmen. Like it's the like, best spearmen ever. If you have an objective and you're just like, I just want to put thirty dudes on this objective in a like on the six inch line so you and just stay in like a big solid formation. That's pretty scary, like to get those off. And the movement six as well, if you if you did have to get to something, they're quite fast. I dunno. I I think that's that's pretty solid, right? I say like I think single characters can pick them apart quite easy in that like because yeah. it's a move, like they can't pile in to move. Yeah, yeah. But no, but, they're they're good. But yeah, they can, but the point is it's even if you just I'll oh, do the pile in ready for next turn, you know, I don't know. I just I just think they're solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. See, I, I really like Sisters of Thorn in Hollow Heart. Because they get access to the spells and yeah, then and some of the other things. So you, all of a sudden, yeah. your hundred and thirty point little wizard unit is um, is casting two spells. And they've and got a shooting they, attack that isn't shit, and on the charge, they're not awful either. And again, they're one hundred and thirty points for five. Yeah. I think. Yeah, they used to be so much more because their spell they was two hundred because they had a stupid spell. Yeah, they were two twenty, I think. Yeah, we just had to keep those expensive because the mortal wound rebound save was was wasn't unmodified. Yeah, it yeah. was ridiculous. So it just would have been stupid. The combos you could have done back in the day. Um, but yeah, um, that um, th- those in Hollow Heart with the extra two spells, like their move twelve, so you mm-hmm. give them the like the chain lightning spell or yeah. or even the the wizards uh, the within twelve for four plus mortal wounds. Just, just run them in a big plus, daisy chain. Plus one to wound on their own weapons. Like they go, they go in with the shooting and the combat, and they're they're not bad. Yeah, but shootings, it, it's the type of thing that you could discount. But if you've got several sources of shooting within your army, um, it's the type of stuff that can really mount up, and then you swoop in and, and do a not too crap amount of damage in combat as well. Two attacks each, fours and fours, rend one damage one. It's only range nine, but if they're going to be charging anyway, um, they're not too bad. 130 mm-hmm. points is a bargain, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so they changed the Phoenixes a little bit as well, didn't they? Because they gave them a 4-up save base rather than a 5-up? Or did they always have a 4-up? No, they had a 5-up. And then they've removed, they've changed the tune to magic, haven't they? So you only get plus 1 maximum? Yeah. Um, which is, I mean, you just have to view them in a different light now. You you can't, like three spells close to them and send in something indestructible. Uh, equally, you don't have to invest nearly as much in making that happen. So you could put one wisdom there with a five to plus, five plus to cast spell, two frost hearts, and that's how you roll. Or a combat wizard, um, equally. I think that's a good quality of life change. I certainly think so. Um, the three the flame and... spires are more viable than they were as well. Yeah. Because you're, you're not um, what's the difference between the two? They had like the Blizzard Aura and the. Well, the main difference was the points in the old one oh, um, okay. and the coming back to life. Um, they the flame spires you can fly over something and they've got wake of fire and mm-hmm. I think everything you've flown over takes an amount of mortal wounds. Pick Just one, one enemy unit. model on a roll of die. Uh, one enemy unit, sorry, roll of dice on a two plus take a number of mortal wounds equal to the wake of fire, but and. When he's fully healthy, it's five more wounds. 
Yeah, mm-hmm. it's not too bad. And they are super fast. And of course, in that army, there's a likelihood that they're going to be healing themselves mm-hmm. uh, pretty well. You do lose the minus one to wound aura. But I think the probably the sensible way is to run one of each or even run three, three phoenixes and have two of the one that you want the most. Yeah, and if, if you kill it on a four plus, it, it just comes back to life. Yeah, that's savage. When that happens, that's, that's so going to ruin people. Yeah, Is that obviously. still there? Yeah. Oh. First time this model is slain, before removing it, roll a dice. On a one to three, it's slain. On a four to six, it's not slain. All wounds allocated are healed. Any wounds currently remain are negated. So it just goes, I'm back to full health. Full health? And oh, I interrupt shit. your attack sequence. Mm. Yeah. That's awesome. It is really, really good. Obviously, if you want to make the most of that, if you run three in, then your chances of getting one back are very high. Mm. Um, or people might not hit them in case they come back to life, in which case they're doing an amazing job anyway. Yeah, command abilities re-roll to wound, which is what they had before, wasn't it? So. It is, yeah. Yeah, decent. Yeah. I, I mean, I like the Phoenix Guard and Phoenixes anyway. I mean, that's my high-off army. So. Phoenix Guard got a bit of a... Uh, they, they're now shifting their weight better as well. I think they got two attacks each. No, they got rend. I think he's ah, the rend, which is the difference. Yeah, because um, they never had rend before, did they? Yeah, they were just a lot of crap attacks. Uh, um, one of one of my favourite scrolls. If, sorry, we're done with the phoenixes. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we can move yeah. on. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, I know I've said it before already, but gyrocopters. I just think like three of them for what 180 points. Mm-hmm. Um, like a whole discounts. Yeah. Um, they're only four wounds, four up save, but they move 16, and that eight-inch steam gun, like, there's so many ways that you can buff that. You know, you've got the uh, Ironwild Arsenal City, Greywater, for the plus three range. Um, if you wanted to be really cheeky, you could take them in the Phoenicium and do that thing with the Luminarch and shoot through a Griffhound so that your steam guns are doing twos and threes on every model within range. And that's pretty good, isn't it? Like, and again, you can, if you're going to play, I think one of the best things about this book for, not for me, because I'm a filthy power gamer, not a hobbyist, <laughs> but like the gyrocopters you could make with smaller phoenixes, if you're going to play them in that list specifically. That would be really cool, wouldn't it? Yeah, some good um, models around for that. So, but yeah, I think they're, they're so flexible. And they've also got the, the once per game mortal wounds as well. Like they can run a steam gun a unit and then the turn after just drop bombs on a support character and do three D three on a two plus. While still steam gunning another unit. I just think they're super good. What's the type of thing where if you want to pin someone, they're not gonna they're so flexible you're gonna charge them in exactly the most annoying position and someone's gonna leave one of those live on two runes and it's gonna ruin their day. Yeah. I think the maths on the steam guns, if you hit a unit with a five up save and you hit the entire unit with all three guns, you kill the unit. Wow. Or some, something very similar to that. Or a lot of damage. That's really good. I think what the, a- um, there's some really nice sort of support cheap units that can do shooting like, you know, the Scourge Runners. Everything. Um, so many things Shadow are just Warriors. Like shooting attacks. Yeah. yeah. E- Shadow even, Warriors get to um, pop up, of course. Which is nice. Yeah. I mean, even stuff like just Black Hawk Corsairs, mm. 40 for 280 points. It, it's a, And they get plus one to, because they've got this flash of steel roll, they get plus one to hit, I believe. There's more than 15. Um, 
So flashing steel, add one to hit rolls if they have more than 15 models. Anything so that buffs itself. So good. The handbows, you're doing what? Like um, two shots a model, fours and fours. There's 40 of them, that's 80 shots. Yeah, and it doesn't sound like a lot. Because there's always buffs in that. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but for a 280 point unit, 40 bodies, four up save against shooting, five up. I mean, they're not crap. Yeah, they're not crap in combat either. They shoot, then you send them in, they do a little bit of damage, and then they're not. They don't crumble super fast either. Okay, so you either have a vicious blade and a hambo or a wicked cutlass. So you can give them one or the other. So mm-hmm. in combat, they're pretty dire, actually. One, one attack, fours and fives. So if they've got the crossbow. but mm. I, I think the, the point-for-point standout war scrolls are probably everyone's, everyone's talking about in the Shadow Warriors and the Scourge Runners, but I don't think we necessarily need to spend too much time on them. No, they're, they're pretty obvious. Also, if, if you want stuff popping up all over the board, then there's an entire um, faction, whatever it's called for that, the... Sylvan Effie one. Yeah. If you do want to be all about flexible deployment, um, you could do that with any unit you want rather than just those, and I think people are overlooking that a little. Yeah, and we can't underrate, underestimate things like the steam tank. Free up save, 12 wounds. You know, shoot. It's decent. You know, it's, it's yeah. a decent unit, and you can have his battle line if you really wanted to. For sure. Mm-hmm. The, um, the Dwarven, it's I think... 200 points. It's not too bad. I think the Dwarven Infantry is really, really solid as well. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think Ironbreakers are a free-up save base now, which is awesome. Uh, they are free-up save, yeah. Yeah. And um, it, it's just, to be honest, it's just nice to see some of, you know, this. And, and actually, I know you sort of made the comment earlier about it. it's like a load of janky scrolls trapped in a book. But actually... When you see armies that are converted and painted up to be a city, it looks amazing. Like look in great. Warhammer World, there was at the final there was a a city army in there. It looked incredible. Oh, that was um, Peachy's yeah. stuff with the yeah. I spent Just a while looked amazing, and I'm like, you you could the converting and the theme you can put into your army, and the options you have. Yeah, just incredible. I so I do worry that it might have the opposite effect as well, in that I've got four mates that own four old Warhammer armies, <laughs> and I'm going to borrow two units from each of them, and my army is going to look like shit on the table. <laughs> yeah, they will be for sure, but you get that with any army. I mean, even like Skaven, you get people who borrow a lot of random stuff and then take it to events and things like that. I mean, yeah, that's but. And again, it, it's probably just a, a worry over nothing, but Borrowed Skaven, for the most part, it's still wrapped. But True. if you've got different like different models, diff- painted differently, different entire colour schemes, things like that. Green like bases, it, brown bases. Yeah, it might trigger. Yeah, but any, any army will look podgepodge if it's borrowed and not in the same scheme. I mean, I, I know that you're I know there's probably a tendency that there might you might see a little bit more of it. But honestly, I think you'll see some really nicely. I think. Oh, the benefits think, will probably outweigh the negatives. I like, think this army will attract hobbyists. Should he? Yeah. Well, oh, I'm already doing it. So. <laughs> it's nice <laughs> not, because it allows people used. to have their cake and eat it and do it whilst within a solid theme as well. So. And not when I say hobbyists, I don't mean like because everyone's a hobbyist, but I mean. Um, 
passionate painters and converters. People. Yeah. Because, I mean, I remember back in the day when you do the amount of excitement you get about, oh, I'm going to convert this army and do this theme and do this. A lot of the other battle tomes, they're, they don't have the, the breadth in units to, no, to really warrant that because the, the stock models are so good and they are what they are. Whereas here, it's like like you've mentioned it yourself, and I wouldn't like to say I wouldn't call you much of a painter or converter. Not no offense, but that's just not your hobby, is it? Um, yeah. That that you said about doing like gyrocopters, but like Phoenician versions with like birds and stuff like that. It's like well, that immediately that imagery is there, isn't it? If oh yeah, I mean, then, it's I've converted models. I haven't then, converted a model for. However long, like I've made some hurricanums and luminarchs from the steam tank kits and the hurricanum kits. Yeah, that's awesome. Like, and yeah, it's not the most complex of conversions, but that's cool. it actually, and it, and it definitely isn't because I don't like the painting the chariot models. <laughs> and I think as well because it grounds you in a realm. It's like you are from ASCII or you are from Gyran or you, the basin and 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 the kind of the. It almost, it almost themes your basin. Like it kind of forces you down a theme. Yeah, which I, mean, I think like, is for, really cool. So for me, like I'm, I'm gonna play Hallow Heart, I think, for a bit and just try it out and just scratch the itch and convince, like, basically make sure that it isn't actually as good as people think it is. Like I think so. Um, but I'm not. I'm gonna make sure that I paint all the guys in fairly neutral colors so that. Because like, I think I actually really want to do a, a free guild army of some sort. I don't know what city or anything yet, but like just having like 80 halberdiers, 40 men with swords and shields, some shooting units and things like that, I think will be really cool. What think, are people's... Go ahead. I was just say, I think the, um, the scope of the book's massive. Um, and I think if we talk about the competitive match play stuff um and particularly when you look at the meta and i was looking at the other day looking at the standings and and trying to make some observations Kradron and stormcast and even sylvaneth to an extent they as a standalone army like just out the battle tome they're not setting the world on fire you see a few people around and you know they've done a bit but they're not they don't seem to be that that able to compete at that top level against some of the other battle tomes. Um but we've we said it before that like Stormcast are a really versatile army that makes them strong and we said that's what one of the strengths of Skaven. This city's book is so diverse and and with the options of if you are a Stormcast player or a Kradron player or a Sylvaneth player, you can add in some units, change and just have a completely new army. Yeah, mm-hmm. a thousand points away from it's a new just, army. It's just great. I mean, if you if you're into order and you play a lot of order, I mean, like Chris Myhill, you know, he's got tons of order. He did mixed order. Byron, you've done mixed order. There's now probably buzzing around your head like loads of different lists. Well, there's so many, and I like I have I don't know. I've got four thousand or five thousand points worth of order painted. Admittedly, half of it is phoenixes, but um. I can look at a load of things, but like, cool, I am 700 points away from this army, or I am 1,000 points away from this army, or I could just take a load of things that like, I've never wanted to run Wild Riders before because they were a joke. Now I could run them. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah, yeah. it's opened I, up a massive amount of stuff. I think some of the best units in the city's book aren't in the city's book. Yeah. You know, like when you yeah. when you start thinking about some of the city combos with some of the other things, like the encounter in Hollow Heart with the comet. Um yeah. or or another one is like I mean Bubble Men in Tempestar. Bubble Men or Evocators in Hammerhell, like yeah. fighting twice and doing the mortal wounds at the end of fighting <laughs> twice. Um so, <laughs> Prime coming down, forcing a twelve inch charge, fighting twice. God, that's brutal. Yeah, there's, that's there's, horrible, isn't it? Yeah, there's so many things. Like you you bridge fifteen evocators over at somebody with Gav <laughs> or something like that, charge them and fight twice. That's that's absolute ruffle times. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, and I, f- I think it's but I great. Think, I think a lot of a lot of people are gravitating towards these like silly lists. Mm. Um, like me, you know. I think it's it's something that I was going to say it's I've never played obvious, before, but it? it is my vermin lord list with men instead of rats. But um, I think some of the better lists uh, are going to just going to be some of the ones that just have a lot of random one wound bodies that have some shoot in and they you know, deals with slanesh you can shoot some stuff off you don't give away too much depravity there's some of the cities that have opportunities to fight in they not the activation walls themselves but outside it in a way to get advantages and i just think it as as a book if you have all of these models at your disposal you can expect a certain meta at an event and build an army that does well in it yeah and i just think a lot of the books don't have those options for sure yeah i mean it's so flexible you there's nothing you can't deal with right what people's list then what so tommy you're going magic is there any other list that you've looked at and thought oh i'd like to try that apart from the halberdary free guild one there's there's loads of just random ones that you know that are, are the far too extreme like 17 units of shadow warriors and an assassin <laughs> i um, love the ones led by an assassin i like the idea of them uh you know the spamming the scourge runners things like that but really i think i think some of the best armies are just gonna have like three or four big blocks of infantry and then support yeah they're very efficiently priced the infantry yeah well, a lot of, a lot of stuff in the books really efficiently priced i think um i love the idea of a phoenician army i think the um that the sort of the speed the aggro you can do the combat combos um i like the idea of that i think that's really cool you're going to Ten- be on twos and twos re-rolling the second twos as well quite reliably with phoenix guard which is just obscene i just think like if you if you're expecting like all the good players at an event to take fire slaves, for example, you could take Phoenician with three Luminarchs, some Griff, like some Eighth Wings, and six Gyrocopters. <laughs> run up to the Hearthguy Berserker block, shoot all of the characters off with Luminarchs, doing 3D3 mortal wounds, and then you've got six shots per model on the Berserkers, twos and threes. God. Yeah. Like, that army then is isn't good against some other things though, which is, which is one of the, the benefits of the book is you've got a lot of options. It's about trying to be as balanced as you can within. Yeah, I think so. It's just, um, but if you're good at reading the meta, then you can basically get, I have a bit of this to deal with that, a bit of this to deal with this. Um, and I've got this combo, which is my, like my, uh, way I push the game. You know, I really like the idea of the Tempest eye with the, uh, 
you know, with the bobble men and that. I think that's really cool. Yeah, I think there's, there's a lot of options within it. And, you know, you, is it going to win a tournament? Probably. Yeah, I think um, it will. I, I just think, I think it, the city's book will dominate the next six months. I think it will change the game. Um, I think a lot of the lists that people write in at the moment are a bit too cute. And I think, it, similar to mine, I think they're going to go to one event and think, actually, it's not It's not as good. One thing that is... going to go and get eeled by Deepkin. Yeah, and that's like, exactly oh. what I was about to say. I think <laughs> the, the biggest thing it does for me is makes Deepkin even better. <laughs> yeah. I think what people will do initially is they'll go, I'm going to take this army and it's going to be anti-Sunesh and it's going to be loads of guns and loads of shooting. And then, like you say, people start out a deep kill and you just get tabled. Um, but what it does do as well, this does open up, because the war scrolls have changed, so some of the stuff you can now ally in to other armies. Like, I think you can ally Scourge Runners into Deepkin. Yep. So, for, you know, 120 points, you get two mobile bolt throwers yep. that can do it's more wounds. Good. It's like... That is just crazy. Like 180 points would normally buy you like a unit of eels. Suddenly you can have free scourge runners as mm-hmm. allies. Brilliant. Like because it fills a gap you didn't. You, it gives you something you didn't have before. Not like you're concerned about the drops either in Deepkin. It's just a perfect fit. Um. Yeah, and they're like they're immune to being shot back. Yeah, because they have to shoot the. Uh, are they? Yeah, they. So I haven't got the book in front of me, but my understanding of the rule is that it, they they themselves cannot trigger the trait, but they can benefit from it. So if a, if a deepkin unit is closer to the shooting unit, you have to shoot that deepkin unit. Oh, got right, it. yeah, yeah. Good. But yeah. if they are the closest unit, you could still shoot the deepkin unit that's further away. Yeah, is my understanding yeah, yeah. off the top of my head. Yeah, that sounds right. I have a question yeah. for you guys then. What do you see as the stand in... Uh, Stormcast allies units. Prime, Evocators, Encanter. Well, they're not allies, are they? Well, uh, make friends with one in four, <laughs> yeah. whatever. Uh, Prime, Evocator, Encanter, Fulminators. Um, I think are the, the four biggest ones, like Fulminators in Living City. Um, they can teleport in more than nine away, shoot with shoot. their breath for mortal, we- mortal wounds, use the command trait to get within three and then charge something. Tasty. I think Stormcast had just got like Stormcast just got a boost with the with this book coming out. Oddly, yeah, yeah so um, many good options. Azeros is an obvious choice. I mean, yeah, if you're taking shooting, um, I know there's, there's loads of good Stormcast units you could take. I mean, even like the Lord's Lesson on Drakoff is is a decent combat hero. Mm-hmm. But you might make your general and give them all the aggro run and charge and fly and thermal rider cloak, whatever, you know, you can He pins s- people really well. He's he's certainly solid. Um there's I I think there's there's just so many options, it's just not it's so difficult to actually like pinpoint anything down. Yeah, until people have started coming out with lists, I think it's gonna be very hard to and it's probably gonna take like six months for people to even realise what is the best bunny is selection of things that you can make from it. And then that will change according to the rest of the meta and the other releases. It depends who, who picks them up. And if anyone does anything good, like if you like people like yourself or, you know, like Darren Watson 
would have a field day with this book in my opinion you know or like you know the the sort of people that write clever lists yeah uh your dan forge you know the people that that go oh we've written this list i've got this combo i can add this in they'll do well with it and then people will copy it there aren't that many people that innovate on army lists um so i'd be interested to see what happens yeah i think so it's going to be really, really interesting. And then it might turn out that some, one of the dumb choices is just absolutely amazing and pretty well-rounded. Um, and it might not be the one that's the most obvious, obvious choice. It might be Tom rocking up with his 160 dudes with swords or whatever it is, and that could just be really good in objective play. Yeah. I mean, I've just had a, a think about the Hammer Howl. I think, like, Stormcast getting a real benefit in Hammer Howl, like having a Star Drake with... Yeah the armor of malice so it gets its natural plus one saves so it's already comes with a built-in lantern without the healing and compiling twice and if i remember rightly that will enable it to bite twice yes i think so so you can chew massive holes in units that they can't recover from battle shock yeah and they might be able yeah their piling might not be able to plus aren't you going at the end of the combat phase uh no i think it's just again I thought it was at the end of the combat phase. I oh, know you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you can, you, they can't you're even like pile in to avoid it. Pile in. <laughs> That's quite good, actually. Um, yeah, loads of options. But I mean, like a Star Drake is just the obvious aggro super character that you could put in any of these armies. Yeah, and it gets. I mean, like you imagine who talking about that aggro super character. Well, Star Drake's pretty aggro, right? Plus three attacks on that hammer would make him pretty tasty <laughs> on the charge. He'd be he plus, plus three, D3 plus three anyway, didn't he? <laughs> oh, that makes him like the corn guy on the dragon almost. That's disgusting. That's great. Yeah, so I think, I, I mean, what the point I was trying to make is that I don't think, if you're a Stormcast or Quadron player, I just think you're playing cities from now on. For a while, yeah. yeah. Like, I've got 2k of Caradrons and 4k of Stormcast waiting to be used. I've got uh, half of order. <laughs> I'm I, ready. Might, I might be rocking a Soul Screen Bridge and 20 Evocators sometime soon. Yeah, I mean, it just opens up so many options. I think I'm not really that. It's not for me. I'm not going to play it, I think. But if I was an order player, I'd be super excited. Mm. So I said that. I said I wouldn't play it, and then I opened the book. Yeah, I do that a lot, but I'm trying to be strong this year. I've got to turn over a new leaf. I'm trying to like downsize rather than upsize. If you want to borrow any Phoenixes, Russ, I have five. No, you're cool, man. I, I, <laughs> I literally, I just want bony dudes. Okay. So I'm, I'm, I'm waiting, and then I'm going to go full on bone man. That's Sweet. my, uh, that's my plan. I was going to do an Iron Jaw army for fun, but that's. Uh, that would be another time if I get around to it. So I'll never get around to it. Mega. I just got to resign myself. I'm always going to play corn and something else. <laughs> uh, it seems to be the way it's going at the moment. So At least you've accepted it now. Yeah. I said, like, the, the first army I painted for Age of Sigma, and I'm still playing with it. So I can't, can't complain, really. Nothing wrong with that. Cool. cool. I think that wraps it up. I mean, we didn't go for everything, but there's too much to talk about. But I think that should give people a good idea. Uh, what city, what's cool. Um, yeah, and we'll be interested to see what comes out. And when we cover events, we obviously lists that do well, we'll talk about. So as the show goes on, we'll naturally get to talk about 
uh, cities lists which are innovative or doing things. Um, we will be doing an Auric War Clan review um, at some point. So that's much I get this done book. this week. It is a lot easier. Um, we are also going to be will be a Bone Reaper show done for the release um, when that is. Um, I've got a show with James, which hopefully is out at the same time as this one, so that will be going out. But yeah, just trying to keep keep on top of recording. I had two events back to back, and then um, yeah, not more coming up. As you could probably tell, I'm a little bit ill, so I've, I've been like coughing and spluttering, and and it's not been very good for recording. So, um, but yeah, hopefully we'll get some more content out there, and you guys can let us know what you think. Um, what I would say if you didn't go to Face Hammer and you want to see some of the really amazing pictures that Matt Avarice took for us, um, we've got some new videos on the YouTube channel, um, which you know he did as well, and then the albums. Facebook are amazing on facebook like if you want to see some really high quality miniature photos um some of the stuff that paid by g submitted and mark wildman put in his blood angel dreadnought thing i don't play 40k so i don't know what it's called but um the the pictures are just amazing like honestly yeah, some of the best miniature but, uh paintings if, photos i've seen if for you ages. want to see pictures of a tower crisis battle suit or we didn't dwarf take them. general uh, i can take them for you because they weren't photographed at the event. Oh. We only photographed the finalist, Tom. Yeah, every fucker else was a finalist but me. Oh, sorry, dude. We'll work, be we'll work on it for next year, Tom. Just paint something better next year. Sharpen my paints for it this time. You can yeah. paint 160 Empire foot soldiers really well for next year. You've got time. That's one every two days. No, in all, in all seriousness, or, or 120 though, in a weekend. <laughs> if you, if you, I think if you sat down and put some effort in, you could paint a model to a high standard f- that would get a finalist pin. I know. So it's well, not a. I, it's, you know, I can't win them all. No, exactly. <laughs> it's not a slight on on you. It's just that got to earn it, mate. Got to earn that pin and that photo. Um, but yeah, hopefully it'll be something we'll do going forward um, for the event as well if we can. But yeah, um, check those out. I was super impressed with how they come out. To be honest. Um, so yeah alright about wraps up uh, and we'll talk to you soon bye 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 to make sure you don't miss out on any more hammer to your face subscribe to us on iTunes add our RSS feed to your reader and follow us on Twitter at facehammer underscore we hope you enjoyed the show if you'd like to give us some feedback we'd love to hear from you thanks for listening